mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 22nd of January. Time is moving by far too quickly. Yeah. I'm yeah, upset by it. Me too. Like, I wish, just stop. Why does it have to go by so quickly? Just, just pause. Yeah. It can, anytime now. Anytime yeah. it can, it can stop being that. Anytime now. Yeah. Um, I'm running out of time for my bar study. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um, well, how have you been since the last episode? Oh, I'm sorry. I am Dino when you are. Did I say that already? Oh, and I am. Yeah. No, we, we, hadn't, we hadn't introduced ourselves. Yeah, no. <laughs> My bad. Um, okay, so how have you been we since the last episode, man? Yeah. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, man. I, I have been okay just uh, hanging out and trying to study and went out uh, with Lady Jane shooting today. And uh, it was a, it was a fun day. It was a good time. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, we, we were talking about it before the show, but you know, it's it's never a bad problem to have to be over prepared. You know, oh yeah, so it's always always good to uh, you know always check those boxes. Yes, absolutely. I was uh, I I I was shooting Mozambiques. I did okay at ten yards. I did all right. I'm I'm yeah. I, I believe I am sufficiently. I believe I am. <laughs> I'm not. I'm never gonna be able to compete. I'm not a good enough shot to compete. I'm. I'm a little bit too sure. slow, and and my accuracy is okay, but I'm a little bit too slow. Um, and I'm not. A, I'm not really a precision shooter. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. I'm all right. I can hit the target, and I can hit the target where I want to hit the target. But I'm a little slow, and you know, I'm you don't not... need to be a precision shooter if you shoot enough, right? If you fire <laughs> enough rounds, if you fire enough rounds, you'll eventually hit the target. Chances are, the law of averages is the our friend here. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> nothing I said was legal. In this. That's why I should. That's why I should probably uh, just my everyday <laughs> carry should just be a Sturmgewehr. Just walk out. <laughs> oh god uh yeah but it was a good day we had fun doing that got home i cleaned up the guns it was a it was it was really fun and i i also want to i also want to and in fact here actually uh this can kind of get us into uh into something uh but i was gonna let people know that uh, firearms and ammunition, depending on where you live, might get expensive <laughs> here in the next little bit. Um, which is why I went and 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 bought a a, a canic. <laughs> I went and yeah. I was like, I need it. I need I need a good EDC gun. I I, I do not have a good EDC gun. I've I've three D printed stuff and and all that, but it's like I can't I, I don't trust a three D printed firearm, especially one that's printed in PLA instead of nylon. Um, sure, I don't trust that as an EDC, so I need an EDC gun. Uh, Lady Jane's had an EDC gun for a while now, but I I did not yet have one that was like a legit EDC gun, and so I went to this. I made a few phone calls, and I ended up going to a, a Bass Pro Shops. To buy a Canic TP9SC. 
because <laughs> it was like four hundred dollars, uh-huh. and it has the milled slide, the uh, the optic cut on the slide. So I got that, and I got a relatively cheap optic. Yeah. What's up? No, I was gonna say like what, I, I I was just gonna branch off into this, but what a good like store Bass Pro Shops is, isn't it? <laughs> it is really good. Yeah. I really like it. And their stuff was like they were their guns were all sticker. They didn't like have ridiculously marked up guns. The 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 Canic uh-huh. TP9 stickers for four hundred bucks. They were selling at four hundred bucks. Um, yeah. the TP9 Elite SC is the full model name. And then I got a Crimson Trace fifteen fifty for the optic. Which is not a super nice optic, but it's it's good enough that um, Kimber was shipping it on the R7. If you got an R7 with the optic included, it, it was a 1550. You, you um, don't need a good optic and you just keep shooting it enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's the thing. More long <laughs> averages, eventually yeah, you'll hit the right spot. Yes. <laughs> but I like it. I'm happy with it. I've put about 220 rounds through it, and it has performed beautifully. No malfunctions yet. 220 rounds isn't a lot, but it's not nothing either. Um, yeah, nothing's bubbled up to the surface. No malfunctions. The uh, the optic holds wherever I set it. I'm not going to say hold zero because I'm not positive I've ever actually got it to zero. But um, <laughs> it's close enough. It holds where I set it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's been it's been very 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 nice. So if you're looking for a, it's not quite poverty tier, but it's a pretty cheap EDC setup with an optic. The Canic plus the Crimson Trace 1550. Uh, not a bad little combination there. I I like it quite a bit. Um, and the reason I say stuff's about to get expensive, and this had come up the other day, uh, Memphis is supposedly going to pop off. Probably, yes. ne- probably sometime this week. Yeah, so you had sent me a message about this um, because there's a tweet detailing it. Um, it to my so before you, uh, well, I guess you'll we'll, you'll get into it shortly. But there's no video yet, correct? Uh, the video has not been released. The video is supposed to be coming out this week, sometime early this week. Okay. And what is the video of? Like, what what is it that we're talking about? Right. Here? Well, uh, apparently there was uh, an individual. Uh, uh, by the name of Tyree Nichols, T Y R E, which is how the British spell tire, but never mind. T Y R E Nichols. I'm assuming it's Tyree Nichols. He was a he was a black man. Was beaten to death by Memphis police. Um, everything I've heard about it, everything I've seen people talking about it, is that this is where if you watch the Derek Chauvin George Floyd video, okay. Mm-hmm. That video is, that is clearly to me a case of recklessness. Um, his, he, he, he is maintaining that pressure on his neck, but it's cold, right? It's not calculated. It's not a, right. It's disregard. It's not, um, it's recklessness, not intentional homicide, right? Right. Um, so that was that that's kind of everything that I've seen about it has been um when this video comes out it's it's going to be worse like cuz it's not cold and like um it's just not a, yeah 
and not to obviously take away anything, but it, it, it's obviously like there is a difference between like, uh, you know, someone intentionally doing it like that uh, and someone just having a disregard for it. You know what I mean? Like they're both horrible, awful, but one is like most people would are most people would agree that one is much more like personal almost. Right. You know, like uh, the uh, Kelly Thomas uh, beating, which is like one of the most horrific videos like you can ever. Watch. Yes. Uh, in fact, I think this is probably going to be like the Kelly Thomas beating. Oh, God. Yeah. Because it, it reminds me of Kelly Thomas. It's interesting that it's a beating and not a shooting, right? Because obviously nothing, nothing taking away from like cops who like shoot and murder people. Yes. I, I don't want to cross excusing that or and anything like that or taking away from it. But there does seem to be so much more of like almost a viciousness from a beating versus yes. a shoot. And that's why people are saying the video's worse. Yeah. Um and, and so that is that is supposedly gonna be coming out this week, so I expect everyone's already fucking ramping up. Um there's already some people in Memphis saying uh that um they will not be tolerating Antifa from out of town. Mm-hmm. And there's already Antifa from out of town getting ready to go. <laughs> right. So it could be a problem. Um, the the tweet that tipped me off to it uh, was posted on the 20th and reads, uh, it reads, friends, uh, Memphis police executed someone recently, and apparently this one's bad, really bad. Like local businesses are buying unrest insurance, politicians distancing themselves from the police, DOJ is investigating bad. It wasn't long after this that the five officers, five officers involved were fired by the Memphis police, which is a rare outcome. Yeah, usually they're not fired. Well, usually they're not fired until like the very moment they have to be at that point. Right. Right. They're fired before this even comes out, before the video even comes out. It has to be very bad. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be bad. Um, Yeah. And so that uh, this the 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 Tyree Nichol, there's a picture of him in the hospital. He was he was beat to a pulp, man. It's it's bad. And uh, I, I, it's hard to confirm any of this, but what I've been hearing is that what happened was he ran from the police. Now he fled the police, um, which. Uh, you know, people people can think what they want to think about that, but the information that I've been seeing, and again, it's really hard to verify this stuff. This may not be the case, but right, it's very early. So yes, supposedly these officers were playing clothes and in a ghost car. Yeah. So if that's the case, now I'll, I'll I will say in the state of Texas, you cannot be charged with evading for mm-hmm. refusing to pull over for a ghost car. You cannot be charged with evading for avoiding a police ghost car because the assumption is um, that a police car that is not clearly marked is not really a police car, at least not for those purposes, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and so I don't... Fleeing plainclothes cops... Look, we've covered on the show. People pretend to be cops to to break into and- people's homes... Yeah, to be clear, this is Memphis, Texas, not Memphis, Tennessee. Is that the case? Is that correct? Was it? I thought it was Memphis, oh, it, 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 Memphis Tennessee. Yeah. 
and all the conversations we've had about this, I've never specified that, so I don't blame you for for assuming that. No, this is this okay. is Memphis, Tennessee. Gotcha. Um. And so the let me let me actually pull up the um. I am concerned about this because here I, I found the story about the uh, what one of the, what happened here was that they called in the DOJ to do the investigation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't long after this kind of started to break a little bit that the five cops were fired. I believe they were fired on the 21st. Nope, the mm-hmm. 20th. It was later that day. The five cops oh. were fired. <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is kind of a known thing. The The family of Tyree Nichols has been very loud, has been yelling about it, but it hasn't really broken open yet. Um. And I suspect that once the video comes out and this is a this becomes more of a known quantity, I suspect we're going to have something similar to the summer love. Because if this is as Uh, bad as people are saying. Everything I've I've heard about this, uh, this incident seems like it's it's going to be very bad. Yes. uh, Yeah. And, And and it's going to, I think, because there is already. And this is one of those things like this. This is kind of how the summer of love started back in back in 2020 after it really lit off after George Floyd's death. But the um, there is already shit going down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And what's happening there is and this has some fucking backstory to it. It took me a little bit to pull up the information regarding what's happening in Atlanta right now. There are riots, obviously, that are occurring. Um, Antifa's involved, uh, as are uh, locals who are protesting. But this began as a protest movement against what's, what's being called Cop City. Yes. And what's happening here is there's a, there's a wooded area, there's a stand of woods um, in Atlanta that the city has uh, leased and because it, it sits in like an unincorporated part of the county. Anyway, uh, the, the city mm-hmm. has leased it and it has, they intend to build a massive police training center there, including <laughs> like urban tactics areas and, and all kinds. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be a massive, massive thing. Right. And this, all of the coverage that I've read about this kind of as as they describe it and this is from like regular ass news sources it, it seems that this whole thing is kind of a massive example of municipal graft um uh-huh. like they held zoom meetings and stuff for comment but all the people on like the city council all the people who were making these decisions had their um had their cameras off and they were there anonymously and they like muted the chat like they, 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 like this, this thing seems to be an example of municipal graft at a massive scale. And so the, there was, there's a protest against this. It is a, it's one of the few sort of green belt sort of areas in, in the Atlanta metro area, which is, you know, if you, if you've been, I, I personally, I would, I don't know enough about this area to talk too much to it, but I imagine it's something like if you've ever been to Dallas, there's kind of the green belt in eastern D- in uh, sort of a northeast DFW um there's like the green belt there where there's like it's just stands of woods and and all kinds of stuff but um i assume that's kind of what it's like 
but they're they're going to deforest this whole area and then build this training center. Uh, people have been uh, finding really any reason they can to protest against this. Like they've they're talking about climate change shit, and they've been talking about how uh, this is Native American land, and they've been talking about how all this other shit. Um, and 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 it really just seems to me like they're just pissed that they're about to spend all this fucking money on a giant training facility for fucking cops and right. the cops have had nothing but budget increases uh <laughs> in atlanta like this this is the conservatives all over the country have been running on this idea that like there's been budget decreases for the cops and that's why crime is up that's <laughs> that's hardly true anywhere yeah. um yeah. <laughs> it's it, in atlanta it's just been budget increase after budget increase and so they're like the people are are protesting this apparently the other day uh, I do not know the exact date that this occurred, but a a guy was in the woods as part of this protest, and he was shot to death by the police. Now, the police claim that he shot first. This is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the protest movement, and this is kind of before there was much Antifa involvement and stuff in it, the, the, the protest movement, uh, representatives came out and they said, no, 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 these cops have been running around these woods, drawing down on people, jumpy and freaking people out. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't as clear as like, well, he shot at us first. It's, that's not quite it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Atlanta PD came out and said, uh, yeah, there's not going to be anybody can video this. Oh, interesting. Oh, fat. right, right. Uh, you, you, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be something we touch on later about uh, cops having a very unfortunate reaction uh, when they realize they're being filmed by yes. uh, like something other than their body cam. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So there, they, there's a no body cam of this is going to be coming out. There's not going to be any body camera. No, wait, wait, did they say? Did they say they were not going to release the body camera footage, or there was none? Like, My what, understanding um, is that they claim it doesn't exist. Okay. Which I don't believe for a second. Yeah, but yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so that's what's happened. After it wasn't long after that that actual riots broke out. They they damaged a building in downtown Atlanta. I'm not sure how extensive the damage is. Um, I've only seen one building with like busted windows, mm-hmm. and this building has been described. One person on the right described it as a bank, and someone on the left described it as a police building. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't even know. I don't know. I do yeah. not know. And I couldn't find it mentioned explicitly what the building was. Yeah. So anyway, it's a mess. But now it's actual riot shit. And so I assume right. if this is still continuing into next week, when the Tyree Nichols video comes out, I, I expect these protest movements to sort of merge, and I expect there right. to be another summer of love, very much like after the killing of George that's, Floyd. That's usually how it happens, right? Like, usually um, there can be, like, protests around, like, one thing, and it can kind of have its time, and then it dies down. But um, when you have all of these different incidents that kind of, like, stack on top of each other, it kind of, like, exponentially increases the outrage. Um, yes, and it, it, at that point, it's like, you know, a, a snowball rolling down a, a snowy hill. Uh, it just like grows and grows and grows until it's like, well, it's just going to keep rolling. Well, um, this is one stop. of the things that's sort of forgotten about. Um, 
one of the things that's sort of forgotten about the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case is that the Kenosha, Wisconsin riots, while they were um, connected or, or part of sort of the same wave of protests following George Floyd, the Kenosha, Wisconsin, Wisconsin uh, riots were actually a response to the shooting of Jacob Blake. Yes, I remember this. Yes, that was a, it was a totally different shooting in Kenosha. It just yes, happened at about that, yeah. the right time to merge these movements. I believe uh, the yeah. I believe the George Floyd killing was in May, and the uh, Jacob Blake killing was in August. Was so, there that much of a t- uh, difference? I thought they were closer together, but I may be wrong. I'm, I I'm think, very well, bad at remembering. Uh, maybe the videos, uh, or, I don't know. I think that's. I think the video of the George Floyd killing came out later, but the killing okay. itself. Uh, well, it shouldn't be hard to verify. Um, it, it doesn't matter ultimately. Though, <laughs> like, I, I get really bad with trying to remember like time frames. Yeah, so it's that. really difficult, especially when it's sort of in that in that time in that COVID sort of yeah. period where it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, that it, it makes it damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. Um. But in any case, that was the, uh, that was, I'm sorry, that was, that was, that's something people kind of forget, but, but that was, that was different protest movements that kind of merged. And I think we're going to see that with, um, I think we're going to see that with Memphis and Atlanta. And if, if there's another shooting, uh, that'll probably, probably connect to it as well. But for some reason, I'm, I, I suspect that today's video will not, the video of that shoot, I'm not sure, did the shooting happen today or did the video just get released today? Uh, I'm not sure. I think the video, I know the video just got released today, but I don't know if the shooting happened today. Um, uh, Let me look at my... Probably not. I, do you, are there do many uh, cop shooting videos come out on the day it happened? Usually, not usually. I, I, think usually yeah, I think there's usually some type of a delay. Um, oh my god, the video was from a shooting that occurred in December. Oh wow, yeah. Oh my god. So should we? I, we should probably talk about like what the video entails because we could, we're, we're now talking about a third. Yes, uh, this is a third event. Yeah, Murphy, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, a man was shot multiple times and survived, but um, he was shot in his trailer. After or just outside his trailer, after the police, um, well, there's a long video of it out. There's there's about a six minute video you can watch, and I'll link to it in the in the description. But be aware, you watch a guy get shot. Um, so the the <laughs> the the police throw a an RC drone into the trailer. Okay. And and they start driving this little drone around. They drive it back toward the bedroom, and they wake up. Uh, I assume it's a man and his wife, but they could be, I don't know, they could be romantic. I don't know. I don't know. It's a dude and a chick back there in the bedroom. And they get woken up. And 
They start yelling. Now, this, this, this video is from a camera that was inside their home. All right? And you can see all the way down the length of the trailer. Yeah. And this, this, this video comes from a camera that was inside of the home. That they, they get up. He picks up the little RC car. And he's walking toward the door. And the police, you can hear him outside. Just come outside. Come outside with your hands up. We just want to talk to you. Come outside yeah. with your hands up. Come outside. So he walks outside. He's holding their stupid little RC car. He opens with the door. Yes, steps outside with his hands up in the air. And uh, they immediately open fire on him. Yeah. And they, they shoot him uh, multiple times. He falls back. I've been shot. I've been shot. They keep yelling, come out with your hands up, come out with your hands up. And the girl is, I know, the woman is yelling out the door, uh, you fucking shot him, you can't! Like, what are, you, what are you fucking talking about? So police walk in, and they do a sweep of the trailer, um, and then they come back and they drag him out the door. And then more police walk in, and you hear one of them say, fuck, fuck, bro, uh, there's cameras. <laughs> yeah so they knew they knew they fucked up they knew they fucked up and you can hear before that at about the it's something around it's a it's at or around three and a half minutes into the video you can hear one of the officers saying uh well he was holding it his hand he was they were talking about the rc car they 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 yeah. shot him because he was holding the he, drone they put in his house yeah Yes, and his it was up in the air his hands were up in the air he yes was drone in his hand that was up in the air yes Exactly. So they shoot this dude multiple times. He survived, thankfully. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that would have been terrible had he not. I mean, it was terrible anyway. It would have been worse had he not survived. Right. But they tried to fucking kill him. They did their goddamn best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. It's like, it's only by, like, you know, luck or chance or whatever that he lived. Like, it very easily could have been different. Very worse. easily. Yes. And there was a, I found there's a, a statement that was made by the police um, uh, for immediate release. This was posted on December 13th of 2022. For immediate release on Monday, December 12th, 2022 at approximately 11 p.m. Yada, yada, yada. 911 call. Disturbance. Several gunshots fired. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, immediately dispatch. Arrives at the scene at approximately 11.17. Yada, yada, yada. Um... Obtained a search warrant, requested assistance from the uh, Cherokee Indian Police Department SWAT team. Suspected shooter engaged in a verbal altercation with the officers and emerged from a camper trailer and confronted officers. Now, if you watch the video, he goes, what the fuck? And then he opens the door with his hands up and they shoot him. Like he didn't confront them. He walked out with his hands up like they asked. Confront in that sentence is such a weasel word because, you know, in, in technicality, sure, you can use confront in that way. But everyone knows it, confront has a much more like uh, aggressive colloquial meaning, like as if you're getting in their face or something or you're being like hostile. Uh, yes. It, it, yeah, no, he opens the door. His hands are up. A few seconds later, he gets shot. Uh, and they charged him. He was oh, charged, yeah, right. uh, yes, Jason Harley uh, Klopfer, age 41, has been charged with communicating threats. Communicating threats. 
resisting, obstructing, and delaying an investigation. Not oh, sure if that's three separate charges or if that's a single statutory charge, resist, obstruct, or delay. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure how they do that. The matter remains under investigation, and more charges may follow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I just... Oh, it, it bothers me so much. Like, not only, mind you, they knew when they come into that trailer and they see the camera and you say they're like, oh, fuck, there's cameras. They yeah. know. They know immediately. They they up. know what they uh, did wrong. Yes. And they still, they still uh, have the gall to press charges, like, after they have done this. Like, I, I have, I lose so much patience. Um, when whenever these types of stories come out with people who like, well, you know, they're they're the police, so obviously, you know, they can do things like this. I do not know who's hammering above my apartment, but they were stomping and bo 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 bo. This is not cool. Um, are you going to get raided on the show? That'd be uh, uh <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that would be something. For immediate release, I was just raided. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just posted to the RSS feed with no explanation. Yeah, Cl- we'll leave it on a cliffhanger. It'll be uh, really good for next week. Uh, you won't believe what happens 30 minutes into this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a 30-minute episode. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the guys, one of the guys said, uh, one of the people in response to this said, um, uh, why is he holding something that could look like a gun when he opens the door? And it's like, I'm so, well, maybe because they uh, sent a drone in the trailer. Yeah, they put it in maybe his that's house. Why he's holding it. They put it in his house. He's holding also, a strange also, object that they put in his home. Yeah, yeah, and also his hands are up. So yes, even it if it matter. was a gun, his hands are up. It does not matter. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Um, and there were people, there, there were multiple people who said, well, he should have, he shouldn't have had anything in his hand. Um, most people said that. And I, I told one of them, yeah. I was like, it's easier just not to listen to police. And he said, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on this thing about how like, they're so, they, they have to be really careful and they're really jumpy because of how much, how many times SWAT officers get shot at, or, or how many times well, SWAT well, officers well, get shot at by people. And not I said, enough. yeah, right. I, I said, it's easier just to be one of those people. Yeah, it's uh, it's like oh god, I I I hate this mentality. I despise this. It's this whole like, well, you know, the cops have to go home to their families. What about the families of all the people who've been murdered that they've shot? What about them? Exactly. What what about their families who won't see their loved one now because the police shot them because you know they were jumpy, right? It's like, geez, um, if, if you or I were jumpy, if we were like really paranoid or something, Dean, and someone just like picked up a bottle or something or just had something in their hand and we shot them, it'd be like, no, people would be like, no, you were paranoid, you uh, you had no reason, you had no like rational reason to believe your life was in danger. You were just paranoid and you shot someone, and it's like, no, that's not an excuse, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and the, there were there were some other people. This is the the argument that I make all the time, and that is that after nine eleven, there's this this love affair people have with cops. People lionize them and consider them to be heroes. Um, yeah. But the reality is that heroes take risks. If you want to be considered a hero, right. you have to allow yourself to be put into a risky situation without acting like an asshole. Um, right. <laughs> 
Yeah. And and so but but when when the hierarchy when Maslow's police hierarchy of needs starts with officer safety, that's how you get situations like right. this. Yeah, because look, if you're going to be a cop, right, or like uh, in an ostensible sense, like, a, you know, a protector of people, your job is at at a certain point to adopt risk that you may be shot at. Yes. Like that is like, I, I, I can't conceive of a, of a, of a different scenario. Like if, if, if that's not your job, then you can't claim to be a protector of these people because you're going to be afraid of them. You're going to be in that. And oftentimes this is, you know, I, I can't speak to all of them, but certainly there's videos of like police training where it's like police are taught to view the, the citizenry as essentially armed combatants. A like threat at all times. Yes, at all times. Uh, so that really tells you something about how they view the populace at large. Exactly. Um, <laughs> of the people they're supposed to be protecting. Um, if they're so jumpy that they're willing to shoot someone because, oh, well, he had something in his hand and we got really scared, we're just terrified, um, you're uh, not fit to be uh, having a job like that at all whatsoever. And, not, and, and you know, to go even further, uh, you know, it's like I, I don't believe in prisons, but it, it says something that you're held to a different standard to where you'll put all these people in prisons for actions that you yourself would never go to prison for. Right. Um, it really does like just add salt to the wound. It really, really does. And and on the other side too, or not the other side, but but um in addition to that this was an RC camera that they put in his home. Yeah. Meaning they knew he was holding it. At least right. one of those guys knew he was holding it. Right. Had they never seen it before? It's like, well they they were the ones who put it there. So yeah. It's... Yeah. Not well not only that. Not only uh, were they the ones who put it there, they would have had the camera feed. Right, exactly. The feed would have told them that it was moving and he was holding it. Right. <laughs> so there's no excuse. I mean, look, and, and, and this is something that is actually a relatively common thing, is that if one agent of the state knows something, that knowledge is imputed to the state as a body. Right. So in my view, um, they all knew he was holding that RC car. Yeah. And they shot him anyway. Right. Because they're and stupid. And like giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's like even giving them the benefit of the doubt. That, oh yeah, you know, they thought it was, you know, even just them, oh, well, he was holding it, what, aggressively? Or his he hands was, were they up. thought it was a gun. His hands scared me. His hands scared me. <laughs> like, exactly. It is just such a crock of shit. Uh like I just not often I you know I'm beating like the deadest of dead horses here, but it's so infuriating to me that there's still people who will still defend the shoot. Oh yeah, They're, if you go to the comment section, Multiple it's people. unbelievable. These people truly believe that if a cop tells you to jump off a bridge, you have to jump off the bridge, or they're they're justified in shooting you because you got to follow the cops' orders. Yep. Uh, it's insane to me. Like, absolutely insane. Like, there is no fundamental difference between uh, the majority of, like, uh, cop altercations and a hostage situation. When you say, just do what they say and you won't get hurt, that's what you tell to a hostage. That is not what you tell to a person in an ostensibly free country. Uh, that's that's the biggest problem, is that that's not an argument. If you're going to make that argument, then you are yeah. admitting necessarily 
Yes. That you live in a police state. Yes. <laughs> Necessarily. Yeah. There's no there's no two ways about that. Yeah. If the argument again, is it, it, the only way you survive is if you follow yeah. orders. Yes, you play a game of Simon Says, and if well, you win, you, you might live. Uh, if you lose, you die. I mean, uh, honestly, this is worse than if you remember the, uh, do you remember the Phoenix, Arizona shoot? I can't remember the guy's name. Um, which one? I, that sounds awful to say, but I have to ask which you're right. one. You're right. Um, the one in the hotel room. Uh, the, oh, Shaver. Daniel Shaver. Shaver. Daniel Shaver. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Daniel Shaver oh, yeah. uh, shoot. That was a game of Simon Says. He was being told to yes. crawl down a hallway on his knees, put your hands up, put your put your left foot in, and he was crawling yeah. down the hallway. His pants started falling down around his around his knees. He reached down to pick up his pants, and they just blew him away. Yeah, they could have just told him to lay down, right, and put his arms out. Yeah, yeah, and he should have, frankly. Yeah. Like the like the best way to deal with cops in this situation. Like honestly, I, I seriously believe this to be the case because apparently, if you listen to the cops, you die. Yeah. So the best thing to do in this kind of case, I have to believe, is just to lay down and make them come to you. Right. Just lay there. It could be hours, but just lay if you there. follow their orders and you do it and you move your arms or something in a way or. Because if they perceive it as hostile, they'll open fire on you, even if you're doing the exact thing they said. They're asking you to move while prepared to shoot you for any movement. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So just lay down. It's like the whole. It's like the whole when when they're like uh, punching someone on the ground or something, and they say stop resisting, but their movement is like an involuntary response to being hit. So they're just they just keep saying stop resisting, and they keep punching. It's uh, an involuntary like, response to to being handcuffed. Having, having yes. I mean, this is the thing. I don't I don't know if you have or not, but having been handcuffed, it's very difficult to allow yourself to be handcuffed psychologically. It's it's I'm really sure. really hard. And and I was told while I was and they do it specifically in a pressure point kind of way. It's a it's a it's they 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 don't they act like oh there's nothing about this that I'll be hurting you. No, it's it's specifically done in a way that that they hit pressure points and and wrench your shoulders around and it's it's specifically done in a painful method. Um, but they having having been handcuffed, it's very difficult to allow that to happen to yourself. It's very very difficult psychologically to let somebody put chains on you. Oh yeah, and so and so people are stop resisting, stop resisting, and people just I'm not resisting, and they're not even if even if they're not you know uh, uh, purposefully, intentionally resisting though they it's hard to let that happen. It's hard to let somebody put chains on you. I, I think I don't remember what where was it, it might have been, but they, like inner. I'm sorry, you're cutting out quite a bit. You're gonna have to start oh, over that whole right. statement. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there was um, there was a woman, I think in Florida, maybe I can't remember the exact uh, state. She was she was older. She was in her like 60s, I think. Right. Um, and I think she accidentally shoplifted something. Um, and there's a video of like cops like on the ground, like tackling her and like uh, putting like really aggressively putting her arm behind her back. And I think she I think they broke her arm or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Doing it. They kept saying, stop resisting, stop resisting. And she's like this old, this frail 60 year old woman. And they're treating her like she's like some uh, like 200 pound, like world champion wrestler. 
Uh, it is absolutely insane. And the fact that there are people who would still defend that is just mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely heinous to me how anyone could look at something like that, uh, something that happens all the time, uh, and just be like, oh, yeah, this is totally appropriate. Oh, yeah. No, they told me when 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 uh, you say this happens all the time, this is par for the course when they're arresting someone yeah. is they say stop resisting just as a matter of course. So the, the, the people who are just like, well, why was he resisting? He wasn't probably wasn't. Cops right. just say that shit. And also, it's they a very it unnatural. Me. It's also very unnatural. Like when you like it just, like natural like, putting your hands behind your back because you don't really do that much. Right. There's a, a certain, like, you know, uh, stress that's going to be imbued from that. From it's yeah. like, this is a very weird position. I'm going to squirm a little bit. But so you you really have, like, as you said, these involuntary responses. And, and also just the act of, as you said, like being restrained itself also add, adds even more variables to it. But they, they, that whole thing, it's like, yeah, how can you not expect someone to squirm? At that point, like, right. what do you mean? What are you talking about? Stop resisting. This is a completely normal thing that would happen to like that most people would do in this situation. If you if you tried to put cuffs on an officer, they would also <laughs> yeah. resist like they would also right, exactly. quote unquote resist, meaning like that, like even in an involuntary way, make it difficult. Like, this is right, not exactly. something that people who say that people who people who say, well, what was he resisting and shit like that? People who say things like that have mm-hmm. never have never been involved in the system at all. Mm-hmm. These are people who have never had cuffs put on them. Yeah, especially not in the context where they're being arrested. I don't know what they do in their fucking personal life, but they've certainly never been arrested, never had cuffs put on them in that way. And they've never, they've never, ever, ever experienced the system ever. It's a dead yeah, ass giveaway I, 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 for someone who's never experienced it ever. Right. Is when they say shit like that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. Because it's like, you know, they also, they also tend to have this, I, I think necessarily they have this view that, well, uh, you know, cops are, are the, the social protectors, right? They're society's yes. protectors. And they have this intuition, this built-in intuition that, well, if the cop is arresting someone, that means the person he's arresting must be bad and therefore should stop resisting. And yes. the cop is good uh, by default because they're the society's protectors and therefore, uh, you know, they're in the right in what they do. Yeah. Um, it's just this, um, this um, immediate bias most people have towards police where if the person, if the cop was not a cop, if it was just a person committing the exact same actions without a badge um most people would view their actions as heinous and yes horrendous. Um, yes but did, since they have that badge that magical badge you're like oh well, yeah these it's these are the good guys uh they're the good guys because society says they're the good guys um and society says they're the good guys because they say they're the good guys yeah they're uh, the good guys <laughs> necessarily yeah necessarily yeah yeah it's a it's a it's it's <clears throat> i don't know I don't know, but this, this whole, this whole situation just, I, I, I really think I, I really, um, so nobody's talking about, I shouldn't say it that way. I hate to, I hate to do this thing. Okay. I really, really, really hate to do this thing that I'm about. To, I hate to say the thing that I'm about to say, cause I really, while I believe it's true, I really, really wish it wasn't. 
And that is, I haven't seen any of the outlets that would normally be talking about a wrongful cop shooting talking about this. Mm-hmm. And it's because the, it's, I think it's obviously because the dude is not black. That's all anybody cares about is when the, when the victim is black. We saw this with, we saw this with Kelly Thomas too. I think this is also a, a very much a thing that uh, uh, the media generally likes. I don't know if like is the right word, but I, 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 I'm still going to stick with it. I, I think the media likes to um, like stoke racial tensions a lot. Yes. Um, and I don't feel like and this is just my uh, personal like belief as to why they don't put as much coverage on this as they would um, like a, um, a black victim who was uh, killed by police or uh, shot by police, which is probably um, the fact that um, it, if you can show that, oh, yeah, these police shootings are actually not just happening to one specific group. It's actually everyone that might be a more of a unifying thing than uh, not. Right. So um, they might lose. Uh, th- there could be um, some, you know, um, untoward consequences that they did not intend from that or do not want from that. That's my own personal uh, theory on that. But I don't know. I I I, I understand and believe that. Um, but I also think that there are people who, uh, particular. I'm talking about the grifters, right? I'm talking about the, oh, yeah. the, um, the, the, the people, the, the big Twitter accounts, the, these, these kind of fucking assholes, right? Um, who make their bones on BLM stuff, but ignore cases like this. That's kind of who I'm talking oh, about. Sure. Oh, sure. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that in cases like this, because there's no, there's no grift to be had off the back of intersectionality, right? Right. When it's a case like this, where the guy is is not black, and now he was supposedly they called in the uh, the the Cherokee SWAT team, so he was either living on the res or he was mm-hmm. uh, or he was himself Cherokee. Now I'm not sure how. They, I'm not sure how North Carolina does that kind of stuff, but I know, like, for example, in Oklahoma, um, or at least under McGirt, I don't know how the laws changed since McGirt, McGirt practically got overturned, but I know for something like that, you would have to call in tribal enforcement if the guy was himself Native American. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's one of those things that I don't know for sure, but I suspect this is a white dude. I mean, he looks like it based on the video. Um, of course I look like it too. So who knows, but, but it, it's that kind of situation where I, I, it really just bugs the shit out of me because it, it's being, being part of like a libertarian sort of group of people where anytime anything like this happens, we get pissed off anytime. Yeah. Every time for decades yeah. now. Yeah. Every single one, whether it's, whether it's George Floyd or, or yeah. uh, I've I've already forgotten this guy's name. What was his name? Um, uh, Daniel Shaver. Uh, uh, Daniel Shaver was Daniel another Potter. one. Yeah. Every time this happens, every time we get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. The, the see the libertarians to, uh, are always like to me have always like been through and through completely consistent. Like we do not like cop shootings. We do not give a single damn about like what the ethnicity of the person was like yes. we don't sit there and wait well let's let's wait to see what color the person's skin was before we get mad or upset it's right. like no we don't pull that shit 
Uh, we, but the people who get all the mainstream all. press and the people who are the quote unquote influencers and these fucking grifters on Twitter and, and these motherfuckers, they can't be bothered unless there's a way to grift off the race angle. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. And it really it just bugs the shit out of me, dude. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting pissed now. I really didn't intend to, like, go down this road, but. Being part of a group of people who constantly is pissed about this. Constantly. Right. Every right. time it happens. I know we're not, it's not hard to do. And just for clarification, when, you know, going above and beyond what we need to say, is obviously, you don't need to say this, but uh, when we're complaining about this, we're not saying take, spend less time talking about these black people who've been no. shot and photo. We're, we're saying, no, just say... All of these are bad. That's all you have to do. All Just you have please. to do is talk about it every fucking time like we do. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, you said it earlier. We do not care about the ethnicity of the victim. We care whether the yeah. shoot was wrong. And every time yes. the shoot is wrong, we're mad. Yes. Consistently. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things that I, it just, it really, really bugs me that, that people feel the need to grift off the race angle more than actually solve the fucking problem. Yeah. Or talk about the problem. Right. Because it's not, look, I'm, I'll, I'll be the first to say that race is a fucking factor. I absolutely mm-hmm. believe that. I know that oh, to yeah. be the case. But it's not the only factor, because the, the ultimate cause of this is not that an equal number of black people and white people aren't being murdered by the police. It's that the police are empowered to murder people. Yes, exactly. As you said, I, I completely agree. Like, race is certainly a factor. It's not the only factor. Um, I, I think that probably the, the biggest factor, I think, in all of these, what you can find in all of these cases, is that you have a certain class of people uh, that being uh, police officers or the state, uh, you know, uh, whatever verbiage you wish to use, um, that have seemingly uh, a sense when they are patrolling, when they're out doing their job, that they have a license to kill uh, people that no other person has. And they know they can do this oftentimes yes. and get away with it. Yep. Uh, they, they will face either no legal consequences or very little to where it's a slap on the wrist. Minimal. And in the case of Daniel Shaver's death, uh, the cop who shot him is going to spend the rest of his life getting taxpayer money um, because he got traumatized from the event. Yeah, because uh, of the PTSD the he got when he murdered a guy. Yeah, from murdering a person. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's going to get that. Um, and yeah, so. Yeah, that fucking uh, these people. Yeah, yeah. So going into this. I'm sorry, continue. You, you, uh, you, you broke first. You said going into this? Oh, sorry. Uh, let me move my mic closer. I think I don't know why it's, it's noise gating me or something. Um, no, I was just going to say, um, yeah, so you have a certain class of people who feel absolutely comfortable killing other people when they, if they did not have a badge, they would never think of doing it in no. those situations. Um, that is the real problem here. That is the main um, that is that. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I, 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 I do believe that race is a factor. You see it. Yes, if you work and, and anywhere like, near, the, if you work yes. anywhere near the system, you know, race is a factor denying yes. it's ridiculous. And those, and, yeah. Because cops, you know, they're part of the state, but they're also individuals. So they're going to have their own like prejudices and biases. It's not even their own prejudices. Their it's not even their own individual prejudices, dude. Part of it is mm-hmm. because of the way that the, the way that the law itself functions, 
yes, like the structure of the system itself. They what what they end up doing is they police in places where black people live, and so they mostly get black people. Like it's a selection bias thing. Right. So yes, the, yes, the, the more police there are in an area, the more people from that yeah. area are going to be brought in. And that's not right. to even say that there's not disproportionate crime in the inner cities. There is, but yeah. that's not ultimately the cause of this. Um, yes. that's, and, and again, it's not about numbers. It's not about there being an equal number of white people and black people being murdered by cops. It's about the fact that the cops are empowered to do so in the first place. And as you pointed out, they know it. Yeah. And they're protected. Yes. That's the, that's the core of the problem. It's not, racism is not the core of the problem. There is a race issue in the justice system. Anyone involved in the justice system knows this to be true. But that's yeah. not the core issue that leads to police murdering people. It's the fact that police are empowered to murder people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just really bugs me that people who grift on race can't be bothered to actually care about the problem. Right. And, and, yeah. and they get all the fucking attention too. they get all the fucking mainstream right. play. They get all the that's, that's all anybody. All anybody cares about is what they have to say. Right. And people yeah. who have been mad every time this happens get overlooked. Yeah, that that is often like and, you know, this is a common thing. Terry and, and, you know, I, I've gotten. You know, a thing with me, but it, it's it's more like. You know, libertarians have always considered, like, at least the ones like I respect, have always consistently been opposed to these types of things. And all the other things they've been always consistent on, um, they never get the light of day on any type of news show. Or, you know, I mean, you can think of a, you can pick out a few examples, maybe on Fox News. One exception is uh, probably Scott are, Horton. Yeah. Scott, Scott uh, gets but, to go on Kennedy on Fox Business. It's not even Fox yes. News. Like, it's Fox Business. And I, and yeah, I appreciate that he gets that play. Do, it's yeah. very, very good. Um, yeah, but he's not getting asked to go uh, on the five or whatever right. the new five o'clock exactly. slot show is on Fox. Yeah. Like he's not being asked to exactly. go there. Yeah. You never see uh, like all these libertarians who uh, get on and instantly like focus on the real issues. You always have either a conservative or liberal because that's that's, you know, Fox News is an example of fair and balanced is having uh uh, two idiots uh, screaming at each other. Right. Uh, you know, talk about completely miss the point and miss the problem. Uh, and, and it really is uh, disheartening to a certain extent it uh, is. when you have all these people arguing about the wrong thing. Uh, even if maybe they have part of they they have part of the solution or or they can recognize part of the problem, they're still recognizing. You know, they're not recognizing the actual issue at hand here. Um, and it just gets it gets really demoralizing. Yeah. And it's the it's uh, it, it just I don't know. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that race is a better grift yeah. than just hating the state. Um, right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to come across. I, I don't want to come across as those people who don't think racism plays a factor at all, because I think those people are very wrong. No, you know? and I think uh, we've been relatively clear. It's, it's absolutely a factor, yeah. but it, it's not the root cause of the problem here. It's a problem. I'm not – nobody's saying it's not a problem. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not – what's at bottom the problem here is that cops are empowered to do this. They know they're empowered to do this, and they're protected when they do. They, they have legal protections that ordinary people do not have. 
when something like this happens. Um, qualified immunity among them, but not exclusive to that. Even if, even if there is liability found, it's the city that pays, not the cop themselves. So the, this, this kind of, this whole sort of, there's an entire complex set up to make sure that the individual agents of the state never, ever, ever have to face accountability when they fuck up like this, ever. Uh, my internet went out for a second and just came back. Oh, no, you're fine. I, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I was just saying there's an entire legal structure that protects these people and they know it. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's, that is the problem. Again, I've said, mm. I know the race grift pays good, but can we, can we please actually try and solve the problem? Please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's this whole idea. I remember, uh, like there used to be discussions about like, well, if there were just more black police officers, then there would be let that, you know, this problem would essentially go away. And that's not true. Uh, you know <laughs> how I know it's not true. true? Yeah. All five of the cops that beat Tyree Nichols to death were black. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All yeah. five of the cops who lost their job over that shit were black guys. Right. It's not about I, the race. It's about the, the badge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It has nothing to do with... Well, I, I, I don't want to say race has nothing to do with it, but... I. I the, well, the main focus the is root of this bad. problem isn't race yes. it, it, it may Correct. it may present differently because of race but the root yes. of the problem isn't race yeah when you give a certain group of people a license to kill uh people for a, a selection of laws that have been passed and also, not only do you have a license to kill, but you know that even when you do get it wrong, you're likely just going to get a slap on the wrist for you're, getting it wrong. You are, you are yeah. protected from civil liability. You're protected from liability because the city's going to pay anything that needs to be paid. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you give those people that type of power. Uh, they're going to use it. At most, you lose your job. And here's the little, the little thing that very few people are aware of, but, but many people know, but few are aware. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, yeah. That, that police officers who lose their job over shit like this, they just get hired the next town over. Hired and- you broke up. What were you saying? Oh, I said they get hired at another department. Yeah, they just get hired the next town over. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I felt the need to go down that route, but it just really, really bugs me when you see these these horrible things happen to people and the voices that get elevated normally when there's a failing uh, from the police like this, the voices that get elevated totally ignore because it's not part of their grift. If it was completely reversed, right? If it was like uh, you, you had just like a bunch of grifters who were if it was like, uh, you know, the news stories were all just white people being shot by cops and there were relatively no stories about black people being shot by cops. I'd be just as outraged. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be just as outraged. It would be it's the same about, problem. Like, yeah, it's about like the dignity of human life is not being respected here. Um, and I think any attempt to like... Um, you know, focus on how bad something is by belittling other bad things is just a trash behavior. And you know what? Uh, Fuck like this I, too, because I, I can already hear it. I can already yeah. hear it. I can already hear the people. Say, so what you're saying? All lives matter. You're saying all lives matter. No, yeah. no, you idiot. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying that in that way. What I'm saying is, Daniel Shaver's fucking life mattered. Yes. 
Right. Just yeah. as there's much as way... anyone else's. Yeah. So there's a certain sense in which when people say, well, all lives matter, there is a certain sense. I agree with like uh, um, when, when Black Lives Matter would say that, well, yes, they do. But, the, we, you know, you have to focus on the most urgent issues. And yes, I, I agree. The most urgent issues are the people being shot by police. So we should exactly. say that the people being shot by police, their lives mattered. Uh, and these people should be held to account. Kelly Thomas's fucking life mattered. Daniel Daniel Shaver's life mattered. George, and no more or less than George fucking Floyd's. Yes, exactly. It it, it really, it just really bugs the shit out of me. The the fucking sophistry, I'm sorry, I keep getting, I keep pissing myself off. Oh, no, go on, yeah. The sophistry of, well, you know, this, this disproportionately affects black people, but not exclusively. Yeah. So why are you being exclusionary about it? Right. It's like, look, if you just like this is a whole issue where just like it really does bug me because like you have this whole if you just like were more unifying in your message, you could actually like get some more support. If you stopped focusing on the race grift and made it about the actual problem. Everyone would support you. Yeah. Everyone. And like everyone knows there are racist cops out there. Like you, it's not you know what I mean? Don't don't, most people do. Yeah, yeah. Um anyone who's done actually, like four seconds of reading on the LAPD knows there's racist yeah. cops. No one's shocked by yeah. this news. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the whole idea that, well, uh, you know, it's like I, I don't begrudge people for trying to bring that to attention, but I feel no. like more people know there are racist cops than more people acknowledge that, oh, actually the whole entire system of policing is fucked from the ground up. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not just, I don't know, it just really bothers me because to me it's like, well, then what's the solution? Like if the problem is that is that black men are being killed by cops disproportionately, that may be true um, yeah. and, and is true, I think. I, I think relatively undeniably that's the case. Um, yeah. So what's the solution? They stop killing black men? Well, that doesn't help Kelly Thomas. That doesn't help Daniel right. Shaver. That doesn't help this dude in his trailer whose name I've already forgotten, sadly, but. Right. To be fair, I only remember you just reminded me of Shavers and I only remember Kelly Thomas's because I read about that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like that doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. If cops hold their fire when they see a black guy, that doesn't help. Kelly Thomas yeah. or Daniel Shaver it helps. It helps those and, guys. And, that, and that's great. And that's good. And that's but, good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> right. Right. It's almost like if the problem is the disproportionate number, then they should just kill more white guys. That would also right. solve the problem. Yeah. Right. I, for some of these, the way some of these people talk, I actually think that, oh, yeah, well, if they were just killing, you know, proportionally an equal amount, then they'd be like, oh, OK, well, it's, it's OK. Then. Legitimately, <laughs> like, well, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. that would satisfy some of these people. Yeah. As opposed to, to actually some of these fucking grifters out here. I think that would satisfy them as opposed to actually mm-hmm. solving the problem. <laughs> right. But in any case, look, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I, I think that these various movements, when this video comes out of Memphis, these various movements I think are going to, uh, are going to coalesce and, and we're going to have another situation on our hands. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to be a downtown business owner right now. That's for sure. Um, yeah. That's another fucking terrible fucking side of this thing is it's like when when they burned down that uh, when they burned down that police precinct in what was in 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 uh, 
It was in uh, uh, Washington, wasn't it? In um, uh, rainy, about, uh, uh, Seattle. Fuck. Yeah. How yeah, did I forget yeah. that? They burned down yeah, the police Chaz. precinct. Yes, the Chaz and everything. But they burned down the police precinct, and I was like, finally, a good target. Like, you finally got right. a target that actually has something to do with it. Yeah. Instead of burning down, like, some random dude's barbershop. Right, exactly. That That's my whole thing, too, right? Is that uh, oftentimes some people will often talk about, like, how well, you know, they'll try to excuse the burning down of, like, local businesses and stuff with, like, oh, well, you know, this is just what happens uh, when there's, you know, injustice or whatever. It's like, no, dude, you're creating more injustice in response to an injustice. It's like you're just uh, like, you know, your action may be technically like different in some regard, but you're still harming another person. Right. Uh, by doing this. Uh, and so it's like, it, yeah. and they, they, they also yeah. will argue they're just like, it well, turns- we have to make we have to make people uncomfortable. So they recognize yeah. that there's a problem. And I'm sitting here thinking, no, 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 no you're making them like the cops you. more. Yeah, exactly. It turns people against you. Yeah. Like if 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 people are like you know uh, you may have been able to like uh, turn uh, some people's uh, change some people's hearts and minds before, but when you start burning down their businesses and they're like uh, your local community like that, uh, then they're more likely to think, oh, well, actually, uh, if these people are going to do this to me, then I don't want anything to do with them because yeah. uh, I didn't harm them and now they're harming me. So I, I'd rather you know be protected by the cops. Yep. Um, where where yeah, are the co- so I would rather yeah. there be cops out here shooting these people who are burning down my business. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's uh, I, I don't understand how people can't see that that is the obvious reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's very just like it's either like carelessness, disregard or just extreme short term thinking. Right. Um, I think it's I think ultimately it is a lack of awareness. Um, yeah. I think they are totally unaware of the long-term consequences. I, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you hit it more with short-term thinking where it's like mm-hmm. they are, they are not aware of the, of the consequences of their actions. They're not aware of who their actual enemy is. <laughs> yeah. But this is a problem too. When you have a movement like this, that's spearheaded by leftists. This is another thing I was thinking about too, the other day, when you have a movement like this, that's spearheaded by actual, I mean, real leftists. I'm not using leftists in yeah. the in like the the sort of conservative parlance. Not, yeah, not just like you know the liberals or whatever shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, real ass fucking pinkos. Yeah. The, the, they see the capitalist class. They see the person who owns that business as part right. and parcel to the system they're yes. fighting against. And so they, it's not some, it's not just bad target I, selection. It's it's overbroad target selection. Yes, exactly. You know, and I, I don't mean to say I, I really hate sounding like this because I sound like a, a fucking conservative, like, uh, you know, throwing out Marxist boomer shit. But it, it, there is a certain truth to like Marxist uh, intersectionality, not not in the like the gender sense that people like to throw it around in. But no. like in terms of uh, a lot of what a lot of leftists will do uh, is they'll talk about like, you know, you have as you just as you said, the capitalist class. So they'll see that all these things are interconnected. So when the when the cops go and shoot someone, that's also indicative of that local business owner out there too, who is like treating his workers in some way. It's right. all it all roots back to the same thing, um, and that's how they justify it. Uh, and they see it. They they don't insane. see a difference between the barbershop yeah. and the police precinct. They think they're part of the same thing. 
Yeah, or at least the sense that, well, um, they're all benefiting from the same system and they're uh, proliferating the same system and the injustice of the same system. So it's like, well, these are viable targets. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's one of the issues. Look, and, and I think part of the reason the race grift is stuck in my craw, too, is because I was talking about this with um, my parents the other day, and um, they mentioned the L.A. riots. And the, the, the problem that occurs when this becomes a race grift, which then turns into a race riot, is you get target selection like during the Rodney King riots when they yank that trucker out of his cab and just kick him to death. Yeah. Not because he did anything wrong, but because he was a white guy in the wrong spot. Yeah. That's what happens when the race grift is the core of this. Yes, yes. And, and I, I, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not productive. <laughs> no, it's and just, it gets you to hate, like, and this is the whole thing, right? The whole race grift is a form of racism in itself because it often gets you to hate people who've done nothing to you just yeah. on the basis of their skin color. Exactly. Um, don't fall into race grifts. Uh, it's it's very bad. It is not uh, like if you if you think of justice, I don't I don't I can't conceive of justice in anything but an individual's lens. Really, when I think of justice, it, well, so it, it like, must exist in an individual's like, lens, or it's not justice. Yeah. I mean, this is kind right. of definitional. To claim to claim that you know well. Uh, this group of people, because they have a certain skin pigmentation, uh, they're the bad guys. It's like, that's just such a crock of shit. It's, uh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it's nonsense. It, 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 again, it, it, it just bugs me because that's what I say it bugs me. It's, it obviously more than bugs me. But the, um, that that's one of the things that that I think that's why that's stuck in the back of my head and why it ended up coming up now is because I, I was remembering the other day, um, the Rodney King riots and the and the various uh, acts of racial violence, yeah. violence motivated by race, that occurred during that time. Um, it's counterproductive. It's entirely counterproductive, and and this is why this is why I hate the fucking race grifters so much. Yeah, they they're awful people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're the fucking worst. Um, yeah. Again, they're not they're not actually motivated by solving the problem. They 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 no. just don't. And and I think uh, well, that's the whole thing about a grift, right? If you're running a grift, you don't want the the problem to end. You want it to continue. If you're selling something, uh, you know, you want to be in business. Uh, you want the, uh, you know, if you, like theoretically, uh, you know, like if you if your whole thing is a race scripter is like you, when race relations are bad, you get the most attentions and yep. then you get the most attention and you get the most profit. Well, then business is good when things are bad. Yep. Uh, when the when the problem gets solved, you're out of a job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it just disgusts me. Uh, I, and you know, I'm just like that. I was, I was talking to, I was talking to some people the other day and I told them, I was like, I don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually, eventually there's going to be an insurgent movement against police. There's going to be oh, yeah. in, in a major city or a couple of major cities. There's going to be an insurgent movement that is designed to, in a, in a real, real way designed to wage war upon and run police out of town yeah 
Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, this isn't a great example, but it, because they weren't, this wasn't their only goal, but you know, uh, what I think of is like the black Panthers who would like yep. it, watch policemen with armed rifles on the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, when they were pulling someone over. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, I, I think that's a great, uh, a great thing I wish would come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a real war of sorts between some, yeah. some subset of the population and police. Um, and and it's going to be one of those situations where if it's run, if it's spearheaded by leftists and race grifters, it's going to be corrupt from the very beginning. Absolutely. Um, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And if you they're going to hurt people they shouldn't hurt. Uni- yes. Yeah. Um, that's why it's always, it's never good to like, you know, uh, sign yourself off as I'm representative or I'm represented in this movement, right? Uh, yep. It's like, well, how, you know, just like even thinking about it for a second, it's like, well, how can an entire movement represent you? Like, you can be represented by ideals and maybe that movement sh- shares that those ideals, but it, it, it's very, that's very different than saying this, you know, amorphous group of people, uh, whatever they do, that's what I believe in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You get into very big trouble with that when you're like, well, yeah, I support this, you know, this group, I support that group, and then that group does something absolutely heinous, and it's like, well, shit. Uh. The only, it's possible I'm wrong, it's possible these things don't coalesce, that, that Memphis mm-hmm. doesn't pop off the way I'm thinking it will, it's possible none of this occurs, and and honestly, part of the reason it's possible none of this occurs is because BLM imploded, the the actual BLM organization imploded. Right. Um. So that's, I mean, there's a very real possibility. A lot of the top people were grifters. Uh, yeah, that's because why they were race grifters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they ran off with the fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine my shock. Race grifters yeah. took the bag and ran. Um, but it's, that's, that's kind of, if, if it doesn't occur, I think that'll be why is because BLM is gone. Um, at least mm-hmm. the national sort of, the national organization yeah. is gone. So, Although Antifa is still there, so there's, I think uh, Antifa probably might. They, I feel like they've kind of taken over that role a little bit, yeah, uh, from BLM a little time. But can bit. they operate without? The can they operate without like BLM running cover? Like, can, yeah, I, I don't think so because they're not really. You know, you don't really put Antifa members like front and center. They're more like the muscle, uh, right? Thing, you know what I mean? So it's like. Right. I'm yeah, I'm wondering true. if they don't have like an actual protest movement to hide behind. Um, I don't know if they actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I just don't. I mean, it'll, it'll, I mean, t- time will tell. Right. But I, 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 I think, you know, and the video is obviously going to be horrible, but it, it really depends on how horrible the video is, uh, because I feel like, you know, I feel like people won't care about like all the like bad PR from BLM. If the video is that horrendous, that's the thing that I think could set it off is just how bad this video is rumored to be. Um, so yeah, if you're hearing this and you have a little bit of change clinking around, get your, go get, go buy your ammo. Cause it's about to be short again. Um, yeah. at least I, I, at least I think that's going to happen. Um, don't quote me or I guess go ahead and quote me on it. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll say I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, if you, if you're, if you're shy on ammo right now, maybe go get some before it gets, before things start to pop off. Yeah. Um, on a totally different note <laughs> <laughs> now for something completely different. 
Um, so the right is, uh, the, the alt-right, I guess the not alt-right, but I, okay. This is what's weird about that term alt-right. This is what fucks me up about it. Just, just as an aside, um, I've always used, I always conceived of the term alt-right as the right via alt-media. Like that's when oh, that term okay. was first coming up. Like alternative. Oh yeah. Right. So like there's a difference, I think colloquially between alt-right and alternative, right? Exactly. Even though they technically mean like this, they would technically are saying the same things uh, like, um, like in verbiage, their meaning is very different. Yes, exactly. And I'm, um, so I always had trouble with that term alt-right, um, in the way that it was used publicly, because to mm-hmm. me, my immediate thought is like, alternative media right but in any in any case uh the the alternative right is is having trouble yes um, internally yes <laughs> they're you know having a little bit of a cat fight uh live and it's it's fantastic yes. I, you know the you know the meme where it's like uh the dude looking through the windows and he has like a sickos on his shirt yes. or whatever and it's like, <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> that's me on twitter watching this from the outside uh looking in it's like, exactly <laughs> Exactly. It, it's uh, uh, so. This is. Well, we should well, explain what's going on. Here. Yes. <laughs> what is going on with this? So I'll ask you. Um, yeah, there's a been a development. So I believe Stephen Crowder, um, who works for Daily Wire, um, Daily Wire is the uh, company run by. Was it Robert? Well, uh, no, no, I don't wait, think I don't name? think Crowder's with Wire. I, I think he was going to be. I thought he was. I think, I, oh, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, I, I think he was going he was, to. They're they were they're in negotiations. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, so he was independent, and then he was offered this contract by Daily Wire. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. That's yeah, what that's right. what I thought was happening. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, I just wanted to maybe be clear on that. Um, so yeah, so he was offered this contract by Daily Wire. Um, the contract entailed um, fifty million dollars annually, I believe uh, was the number. Yes, and um, the stipulation. So some of the stipulations in the contract were if um, if he got uh, deplatformed or demonetized for some reason, that number uh, is subject to change. Um, and the reasons for this is because if the company is making less money, then uh, obviously they're going to have less money to give him ultimately. And then it's all you know contingent upon that. Right. Um, He's got to keep his Twitter so, because his Twitter is what brings the views. Yes. So he was having a, a, a spat where he was talking about um, essentially he was talking about like how, well, you know, the Daily Wire, which is a, a huge like well, probably one of the biggest conservative um, like uh, like media companies. Uh, yeah, they're 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 pretty uh, big. They're yeah. And essentially, you know, they hope they have people like Ben Shapiro. Uh, you know, Jordan Peterson now. Yeah, they uh, hired on Jordan Peterson. The 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 guys that run it, I believe it's actually owned by Shapiro and Boring. What's his name? Jeremy Boring, something like that. Jeremy Boring. Jeremy yeah. Boring. Yes. Yeah. So um, they they kind of run it. Um, so anyway, the he, uh, Crowder's complaint was that well, you know, this company uh, they're essentially you know uh, bowing down to big tech and all these things. Um, and he essentially he called it a slave contract. Um, he did. Now we'll get into like more why uh, he called it a slave contract and stuff like that in, in a second. But uh, that's very bad optics 
uh, like when you're giving, you know what I mean? Just like there's more to it, obviously. But when you're being offered $50 million in your contract, calling it a slave contract, uh, there's, it's understandable why a lot of people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about uh, type thing? Um, it, it, I think it's very tone deaf. Uh, yeah, very, <laughs> at the very um, least. <laughs> at the very, very least. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's so there's been all this like, uh, you know, this infighting um, and it's been fantastic. I hope it continues. Um, I wish uh, nothing. I, I wish them both victory in taking down the other. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so event, it, it got to a point where Crowder recorded a private conversation with um, uh, Jeremy Boring, one of the people who runs the company about this. Um and uh, he made a, a boring, he made a, a comment um, where he was, I, I think he was, I, so I didn't watch the whole video. So I mean, he was talking about other about. contracts that they do. He was talking about how they do contracts and, and what they're kind of trying to, my yes. understanding of it was that they, he was talking about like, this is how we do contracts with talent. I, yes. And I'm referring to the part about where he, there's a certain moment in the audio recording from when Steven Crowder, um, uh, got the audio from this private conversation they were having where boring is essentially saying that, well, we'll just let them be wage slaves uh, for yeah. a little bit. He or, goes, or we let, he says something on the lines of, we let them be wage slaves for a while and build an audience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that, that is, might just be like a certain type of like colloquial verbiage. I, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to give these guys too much of the benefit of the doubt here, but it, it could just be like, you know, that's just how they talk in private conversation. Well, he's also, um, what, what he's ultimately describing there is that when they sign on talent, they want to pay them a, yeah. uh, he said wage slaves. Actually, I assume they're salaried. Um, that's probably, that's probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure he used the term incorrectly. I, I doubt they're paying talent hourly. Um, mm-hmm. But he he basically was describing, as I understand it, he was describing this idea that like, well, when we bring on talent, we'll put them on salary for a while and let them build their own audience, and then they'll they'll be able to do more shit later. Um, yeah, or they'll have more autonomy or whatever it is that he was describing. That seems to be basically who he was getting at. Yeah, but he used the term wage slaves. Which yeah, again, yes. I, I assume they're on salary. I, I highly doubt they're wages. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but um, the whole thing has blown up now, and it's a huge thing. And now, you know, um, Stephen Crowder and Ben Shapiro are now throwing insults at each other on social media. Uh, it's become this huge thing. And uh, it's fantastic because now all, you know, you have the Stephen Crowder fans who used to be also Ben Shapiro fans and, you know, likewise back and forth. Uh, who are now like in war uh, with each other, and uh, it's great. It's, it's lovely. Um, yeah. uh, I, I there's a the, you know the meme uh, heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made the a uh, good point. There's uh-huh. an, uh, there's an inversion of this meme, which is that it's heart. I, I sent I actually sent it to your uh, to the chat just now. Uh, heartwarming. The worst people you know are all fighting. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's the guy on the picture smiling, and that's how I feel. That's been kind of my. Uh, my whole um, approach with this is like, great. This is fantastic. Uh, keep yeah. going. There was that. There was, yeah. I saw the, somebody when Crowder was doing his live show where he was blowing up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone yeah. just tweeted on, and it just came up in my timeline. Somebody tweeted the two retards fighting <laughs> screenshot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Oh, oh man. God. This fucking yeah. Crowder. 
Yeah. I, I the I, these guys look. I, I don't. I have a hard time taking. It. First of all, one of the things that Crowder said was like, um, "Big tech is uh, big. Big con is in the is in bed with big tech, and that's what this means. This this terms in this contract means that is basically his point." Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, as far as like alternative media conservatism. Crowder's just as big a voice as Shapiro. Right, yeah. So, like, he's trying to frame this as, like, he's, you know, an underdog. But how much of an underdog are you really at that point when you're being offered a contract for $50 million? Exactly. Exactly. The only, the only difference between the two, I mean, Crowder is just an independent guy, as far as I know. And, and they built a freaking whole media thing out of it. But as far as the individual personalities themselves, a Crowder's at least as big as Shapiro. Oh yeah. So it, it kind of, he's like, these are big conservative over here. And it's like, dude, you, you pulled just as many eyeballs. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did the whole thing. I, I, he did shit that. Shapiro was always too. I mean, look, I hate both of these guys, but at least Crowder yeah. actually did stand ups. Like he would go out right. and he would go to college campuses and make fun of the fucking Zoomers at the on the college campus, and then he would go to like he did shit like that. He he, yeah. Vin Shapiro just sits in his and he just sits on a green screen and <laughs> recites the WAP lyrics badly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 at least Crowder walks around. But I always, dude, yeah. the, the thing that bugs me, you know what bugs me the most about Crowder? What's that? He wears that stupid goddamn shoulder holster all oh, the yeah, time. All, all the time. All the time on every show. Yeah. yeah. It is so dumb. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, it, it is really, really stupid. Does he not wear it anymore? Because in the last, in these two clips that I saw and that I posted in topics, he's not wearing it. Does he not wear that anymore? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Actually, yeah, maybe not. Maybe someone told him. He's like, dude, you have to take them off. <laughs> yeah. You have to take the shoulder holsters off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone, yeah, maybe someone let him know you look like a douche. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> God, he's annoying. Oh, um. Yeah. But just like that, it is, it is, it is two retards fighting. It's, it's, it's worst people, yeah. you know, fighting. Um, yeah. and their whole, like the, the whole thing to me, honestly, where Crowder fucked up was when he called it a slave contract. Yes, that was like, if he had just framed it in some other way, like he said, look, uh, cause you know, even if you said, as you said, he's not really, it's not like a David and Goliath situation. Uh, but even if he said, you know, big tech and big con are in bed together, I think a lot of conservatives would have been very amenable to that point. Yeah, when, when he when he said that's where he fucked up. Because the other thing, too, I, I could totally see him saying I could totally see him saying, look, 50 million dollars for for most people on the planet is nothing to sneeze mm-hmm. at where I am in my career. Frankly, mm-hmm. it's not enough. But the bigger issue is that they have this clause in here where they're going to do Twitter's dirty work and they're going to do YouTube's uh-huh. dirty work and they're going to if they if he had spun it like that harder yeah 
and just kind of kept the the pay part to the side and kept all this other stuff to the side a little more and didn't say right. slave contract. Yeah. I think more people would be on his side, but it seems to me, at least in the mainstream, and by the mainstream, I mean like the mainstream of conservatism, so like National Review and stuff, yeah. they're all taking Daily Wire's side. Yeah. Uh, and I, he'll probably, knowing how these things tend to go, he'll probably, use, him and his base will probably use that as like, see, ha, I told you these people are all in bed together. Yeah. Right, as almost like a double down justification. Um, I, I, I think he's actually, even more than the slave contracting, I think he's actually getting a lot of, maybe, I don't know about more heat, but certainly a lot of heat from recording the private conversation he had with Jeremy Boring. Yeah. A lot of people are very upset about that. Yes, that's pissed some people off. But part of me, you know, uh, thinking about it, is look, recording your conversations in a business negotiation yeah. is not surprising. It may be a yeah, little no, scummy. It may be a little scummy, but it's, it shouldn't be surprising to anyone. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I think more people are surprised that he actually went through and posted it. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think that's what has people mad about it. Yeah. Um, especially considering, look, he, I, I can't, I do not know the order of operations here. I don't know if he said slave contract and then played the call to justify having said that, or if he played the call and like, said it concurrently. It. I believe that is how he framed it. He said slave contract and then he said it, uh, and then like he used Jeremy Boring's claim of "Yeah, we'll let them be wage slaves for a little bit" uh, as kind of like a justification for. His okay, so like that's why it, this is what they—it's so. their words, not mine, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Because he he opened his most recent show by playing that one like segment of his, Jeremy Boring saying that like three or four times, just yeah. to kind of like it's a justification type thing. Yeah. So it seems to like I, I can. <sighs> Honestly, at that point, it seems like he was just trying to cover his ass, and that's the only reason yeah, he played yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like, you know you got yourself in trouble. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, because honestly, what Jeremy Boring is saying there isn't really all that surprising for a media company. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes perfect right. sense. If you're running a media company, you're hiring talent, yeah, we'll put them on salary for a little bit. And they'll they won't make as much, but they'll build an audience, and then and then they'll be able to command more later, if they're worth it. Like that seem like that seems to be to- that's a totally reasonable way to run a media company. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he said wage slaves, but that's just a, a a term that's in the ether right now. Like that's not really yeah. a. He's not saying slaves. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's not even really all that supportive of Crowder. For him to play that because it's just like no no no, right, dude. Right. he's saying this is how they sign talent on you're saying you said slave contract those are different things <laughs> right right yeah i don't know man i just I, I really i just like watching these guys slap fight same yeah me too that's that's my favorite thing i hope it goes on forever <laughs> yeah and uh, Jordan Peterson, speaking of speaking of Daily Wire and, and Jordan Peterson, we're going to have you um, and we haven't really spoken about it, but Jordan Peterson's hatred for anonymity on the Internet. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is like 
Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, this strikes me as a person who like was attacked by um, anime, like like cartoon frogmen yes. on Twitter, and like never recovered. Well, <laughs> what, he, what he gets mad about you said you started saying anime. I think that's closer to because because what he complains anime, about is like yeah. anime PFPs. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I was like, like is the because the, the way he talks about it, he's just the anonymous troll demons. I believe is a phrase he's used in the past. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know if he doesn't understand how trolling works, but when you acknowledge the troll, that's what they want. Yeah. Like, that's the, that you're, is their end goal. You are feeding them. You are giving them what they want. You're, you're encouraging it. And his, his whole yeah. solution being the removal of anonymity, I'm like, that's not going to make people stop trolling you, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. First let's, of all, it's a terrible of, idea. Yeah. Let's get rid of a tool that people use to literally save their lives in some scenarios yep. in some like uh you know extreme scenarios let's get rid of that because then i'll feel better about myself yeah so i don't have to listen to people who hate me talk about how much they hate me yeah exactly yeah it, it, his his whole thing just yeah boy boy is it a thing and also the whole, re- you know, and you know, I, I might have some different opinions on this, but but from the conservative perspective, this whole idea of you know, well, we're opposed to cancel culture. But the reason you would want someone not to be anonymous is that so you could pin blame on them, yeah, um, throughout over time and use that ad to have social repercussions. It would um, force you to stand behind your words with your your actual yeah. face and your name, and it's like um... exactly, it's like oh, okay, so yeah. <laughs> So what you're saying is there there will be consequences for me in my real life, yeah. For what I said, that's that's fucking cancel. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. So you don't claim to be opposed to cancel culture when you're saying that's what you want. Yeah. Like that's that's what you want by claiming you want to get rid of anonymity. Yes, I want there to be I want there to be consequences for your words based on your name and identity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. same thing. <laughs> right. And also, not just that, uh, he, Peterson has sort of pivoted at this point uh, to, like, saying how, you know, he started talking about, like, all these, you know, philosophical and psychological uh, topics. That's how he kind of became really big. And then he has now pivoted to, it's our sworn duty as human beings to defend the nation of Israel. Right. Uh, from all threats forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, when did that happen? Has he always been a Zionist? I don't, he may have been, but I don't think he was an outspoken one until fairly recently. Um, and I, I posted something about this earlier because Scott Horton was talking about this and I posted like under his feed that that's like, it's, it's, it's kind of suspicious how all this stuff started happening uh, when he got signed on with Daily Wire. Uh, a little yeah, suspicious. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit there. I, I'm, <laughs> you think that might be Shapiro's influence a little bit? Or just like conservatism in general, like he's a part of the yeah. conservative organization now, and conservatives are always harping on this. Well, we have to protect Israel, you know, uh, all this stuff. Shapiro's and, if a, and if you don't want to foreignly, if you don't want to have foreign intervention into all these countries, then you're just an anti-Semite. Right. Uh, That's the thing that I mean. Shapiro takes that line. Not it's not just that he's yeah. a Jew. He is a massive, massive, massive Zionist. He is. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's not the fact that he's a Jew. It's the fact that he is a Zionist. He exactly. Wants, he believes. I'm not yeah, on the yeah. whole 
Jew thing. <laughs> I'm not on the whole Jew thing, but we we got the Zionism. <laughs> yeah, right. Finally, <laughs> but the Zionism is is the poison yeah. there, and he is very much on yeah. that. Oh yes, yeah, very much. This is a this is another thing that I that it bugs the hell out of me, and and it bugs me. Uh, um, uh, having look, Lady Jane's a Jew. She's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And it bugs the hell out of me that you can't be critical, not just critical. Look, I fucking hate Israel and I hate how people love it. It's a it is a socialist no. theocracy. There's nothing redeeming about that country. It's a slave nothing. State. They have forced conscription uh, yeah. for um, yeah. Not only that, they 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 allowed themselves to be basically they they allowed the whole nation to be guinea pigs for fucking Pfizer during the during the uh, the the COVID oh, right. vaccine thing. They allowed themselves to be the government basically made the people into fucking guinea pigs, goddamn lab yeah. rats. They they the whole the the it is a it is a socialist theocracy with no redeeming value, none, and yeah. that. That you are not allowed to be, quote unquote, critical of Israel. You're not allowed to hate yeah. Israel, the nation state, without being right. considered anti-Semitic by a large right. portion of especially Jewish conservatives. Well, because a lot of people, remember, Dean, a lot of people, when you talk about critiquing uh, like a certain government, for example, right? And this is just like, you know, with the uh, Japan thing. Uh, when you talk about like uh, critiquing a government, to them that's indicting the entire population so when you say yeah. i don't like israel they when they hear that for a lot of people they're like oh you don't like jewish people that's what they hear yeah i guess yeah but it's still infuriating i guess yeah well there's also culturally i know this and this is something that that lady jane's actually spoken to me about is the fact that if you go to like a jewish private school or if you if you spend a lot of time around a chabad house if you do like all this stuff th- there's a lot of talk about how um there there is a weird sort of Israeli nationalism in that side of American Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They, they, cause it's, it's supposed to be their homeland, right? Like that's, that's the best, right. that's where it, that's kind of what it all comes down to. Sure. And so I think even more than people get, get pissy when you, when you uh, criticize their government, even more than that, I think it's, I think it's particularly prescient there because they identify so closely with that nation um, sure. on yeah. a cultural level. The people who make that argument that if you that if you criticize Israel at all, you must be anti-Semitic. The people who make mm-hmm. that argument make it not only because of what what you pointed out, but also because in in their particular sort of cultural expression of Judaism, they feel a very, very close kinship with that nation. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so when you say what I just said, which is that it's a socialist theocracy with no redeeming yeah. value, um, they, they get very, very, very upset, even though it is a socialist theocracy sure. with no redeeming yes. value. It is a socialist nation and their laws are so informed by religion to the point that like women can't get a fucking divorce in that country. Yeah. Like it's, it is a, it is a, it's, it is a theocracy. Definitionally. And, 
And when you tell people that, they'll say, well, it's the best cut. It has, you know, the more liberal laws compared to all the other Middle Eastern countries. It's like, okay, that is not a good argument. Not only is it not a good argument, it's not a high bar. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's not a high bar. It's like, yeah, yeah, no. It's the only democracy in there. I used to make this argument when I was a child. Um, I used to, I said legitimately, <laughs> I used to make the argument that Israel was the only democracy in the region and must be upheld. I used to make that argument yeah. when I was a child. Right. That's the kind of argument that makes sense to an eighth grader. <laughs> but if you think about it with any more awareness than that of an eighth grader, it falls apart. Especially if you know anything about Israel. This is the other thing too, is I think there's a lot of people who don't know shit about Israel. The nation, the laws, the way it functions. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Dean, the, the, most of the people who uh, like will go out to bat for Israel are Americans, and they don't even know how their own government functions. That's they true. Can't expect them to know how another government functions. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely the case. But that bugs me. It it really it really bugs, and that does more bug me than than when I was using bug me earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> It really, it's bothersome that you can't, because this is the thing, I follow on Twitter, I follow Ron Coleman, who um, I'm probably going to have to unfollow, but he's one of these guys who, like, any anytime anyone critiques the nation of Israel, immediately oh. they hate Jews. And it's like, right. you, you, you've got to be kidding me. And it's like, like, you know, not to, I don't want to give the benefit of the doubt, but there are certain anti-Semites who will, will absolutely attack Israel because they're anti-Semitic. But that doesn't mean that everyone who attacks Israel is therefore anti-Semitic. Yeah, uh, right. And you need to be able to make that, uh, uh, you know, dis- you need to be able to discern the difference there to be able to, like, accurately address, like, what people are saying. Yes. Yeah. But but it's it's so much easier to not have to face... I think it's so much easier for American conservatives to, uh, and, and, and even uh, conservative Jews to not have to face the fact about what the nation of Israel is, about what right. the government of Israel does, about how yeah. um, irredeemable. I mean, there were anti-Zionist movements in, in Israel yeah. like, from Israelis. So it's like, I wonder what their opinions on those people are. Uh, you know, it's like that is a real thing. That's a real movement. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it just I, I, I think it's easier than having to um, deal with the having to deal with the um, the uh, the 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 oh, no, I've forgotten the word two brains. Um, uh, no, I forgot. Holding two thoughts in your head, being unable to collapse cognitive them. Dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Fuck. Why do I always forget that term? Um, I, I shouldn't. But yes, cognitive dissonance. It's easier than having to deal with the cognitive dissonance of having this religious, uh, ethnic, and cultural connection with that area, the area that is Israel. Having that connection to it and believing it mm-hmm. to be, believing it truly to be the land that you that you and your people were promised by god right and the people who run that place right now are fucking scumbags and pieces of shit right uh it's it's a very um dangerous thing to uh combine those two things right because if you believe that well this is my land uh by god 
um, then there's very and, and you merge that into a political sense. Um, you can justify a lot of very horrible things um, with that type of. Uh, oh yeah, and they do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Unquestioningly, they do. Um, yeah. it, it's one of those things that I, I just uh, I say that sentence all the time. It's one of those things, but. I need to mm-hmm. stop. That's that's becoming a crutch sentence for me. I need to stop that. Uh, <laughs> it's. I, I think I think ultimately it's a way to avoid that cognitive dissonance. Because mm-hmm. they have it's a religious conviction. It's 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 part of the religious angle that that's that is our place, right? Um, right. But and and I think that causes um, I think that causes them largely to overlook that. The that the, it's a socialist theocracy with no redeeming value, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think it's often. I think it's often this whole thing where it's like, well, there are a lot of bad people, of a lot of bad people who do hate Israel, and I think they they see this and they recognize this legitimately, and they say that, oh, well, all these bad people. And um, they're like you have these all like these you know, these actual Nazis and anti Semites. Um, and they hate Israel, and therefore, when they hear another person say, "You know, I don't like Israel or I hate Israel," it's very hard for them to even consider the possibility that they might agree with that because those other people also hold that opinion. It um, also, it's, you're you're, you're right. right yes, you're absolutely right, and it also bugs me that it's conservatives because if you lived under that mm-hmm. government, you would be so unhappy. Right. <laughs> that is the government you fear. Yeah. The the government of the nation of Israel is is the government you you fear. It's the one you don't want the most. So why do you why do you stand for this fucking hellhole? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I and this is just my own maybe uh you know uninformed anecdotal experience but every conservative I've ever known uh in my personal life who has supported Israel uh, like just back them fully do so for theological reasons and not yes they think this you know uh this is the land of god's chosen people and you know i believe in god and therefore i have to support this area uh, yeah. come no matter what um and i think for a lot of conservatives it begins and ends there i don't think it goes further than that like i don't think they're thinking about this politically at all I, I think you like, are I, I absolutely think, right. I think the whole, I think the whole, like, well, they're the, you know, they're the only democracy in the Middle East. I think that's cope. I think that is, oh, yeah. it's after cope. the fact. It's an after the fact justification, a neoliberal after the fact justification to try to justify foreign intervention. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's the, but the Ayatollah and the Saudis don't yeah. like them. And here's the thing: I'm not convinced the Saudis don't like them. Israel, the Saudis have been fucking really fucking friendly and frankly so is iran if if you if you actually if you think back again history didn't start in 2016 mm-hmm. if you if you actually go back to the 1940s 50s into the 60s iran the saudis israel that was a fucking triumvirate those guys all got along real fucking well and <laughs> like so so this idea that, that post-revolution iran after the ayatollah and all that that's 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 where that shit started to fall apart mm-hmm. so the, the the their their whole um 
there's this entire the the political angle to it. You're right; it is entirely theological. But what what little political angle there, angle there is to it is that the Ayatollah hates him, and we hate the Ayatollah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's about as deep as that goes, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And so the, that gives rise to that whole, well, they're the only democracy in the region and stuff, because democracy has some inherent fucking value that justifies us bombing it into people. Right. And and while we're allied with, so closely allied with Saudi Arabia and we're saying... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. We can't, we can't stop being life support for the Saudi fucking, uh, their yeah. entire economy and their military. Whose laws are insanely barbaric. Uh, oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, and yet there, you know, the whole idea, well, we're, we're protecting Israel because it's the only democracy in the region, while we're also sided with this country that, um, you know, uh, abuses women and throws gay people off of buildings. Yeah. Um, As a matter of course. Yes. Like, that's not a weird yeah. thing. Right. That's Yeah, that's the norm. <laughs> yeah, they love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, mm, I don't know. I just I don't know why that came up. Because Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yeah, Jordan Peterson, yeah, Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro. Yeah. 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 Again, it's not about the Jews. <laughs> it's no. never about the fucking Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Zionism exists apart from Judaism. If there's one thing that yes. uh, if, if there's one thing that dating an anti-Zionist Jew has taught me. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Zionism and Judaism are two different things. <laughs> uh, but you can't, it just, you can't get away with it. Yeah. Again, especially with the likes of Ron Coleman out here where it's like any, any critique of Israel is a critique yeah. of Jews as a whole. And why would you, why would, so I, I don't Shapiro. know. Yeah, exactly. Ben Shapiro. Why would you, why would you, why would you degrade yourself like that though? Why would you degrade your religion like that? Yeah. And, and make it to where it's like identified by this nation state with this terrible government. Like, well, I, I, I don't see that. I don't, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Of course, look, I'm not religious, so I don't have any of these. I don't. And I certainly, even if, even when I was religious or if I were religious, I wouldn't have the same convictions that Jews have. I'm not Jewish. Right. I don't, I'm not. Right. I don't share that conviction about that particular region, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess maybe I can't get it right, but I, it just seems so backward to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm willing, I'm willing to admit that I can't understand it. Oftentimes for me, I think you said this before, but it, it's the conservative angle that I, I think gets me the most because it's like, you have these evangelical conservatives who have no knowledge of the region politically. It's political history, really, even um, mm-hmm. who are only doing this for. And I, and when I say only, I don't mean to demean like people's religious beliefs, but I, I, I'm, I'm saying that the, their main focus on this is a, from a theological conviction. But they're, uh, but it, it that is the source and the center. Of yes, their political. Um, ideas about yes this is why the united states military should invade all these middle eastern countries yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Well, it, it, they allow what, what what they do. They lean. They they allow the theology to inform the the political, such that the political becomes subservient to the, to the theological, and so. And not and not in the sense that their political opinions come from their religious positions, which I, I would argue is as it should be. Your 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 political positions right. maybe should come from your religion. I, I think that's probably right. But it's not that. It's it's that they filter political reality through the religion, such that they can't um such that right. they can't identify what is even real politically as opposed right. to what they would like politically. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Because it's the difference between like saying that, well, uh, you know, normatively, uh, this is what uh, God wants. Um, and versus saying that um, this, these are God's chosen people. And therefore that means they've never done anything wrong. Right, right, uh, right, 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 right. And, and, and therefore that means the, the, the government of Israel, they, I mean, the government, government. Yes. right, exactly. Yes, the government, the yes. government of Israel is a government that I would hate to live under, but must support. Like it's, they, they don't even recognize, they can't recognize that they would hate to live under that government. If their if their conservative convictions mean anything, they, they would, they can't, they do not know and cannot admit that they would hate to live under that government. Right. Because it would cause too much of that same cognitive dissonance where, where it's like, but, but my theology tells me I have to support this. Well, right. Do you though? Cause your theology <laughs> also tells you that you have to be conservative. At right. least in the United States. Yeah. So which is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things and I don't, and I mean that in the sense that it's not about the theology necessarily. It's about the fact that they maintain a level of um, yes. ignorance in service to it. Yes. Just because it's just like that. If they, if they knew anything about Israel, they would not support its government. Yeah. Right. Or they, would be, or they would be socialist theocrats here, which honestly, frankly, they probably yeah. are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like in their right. core, they're probably actually socialist theocrats. They don't right. actually, they're not like conservatives. Evangelical conservatism is just theocratic socialism. Yes, I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I, you know, it, it's always one thing to say that, you know, uh, well, it, it's sort of true. I think for a lot of people is like, you really never know what a person's political beliefs are because, you know, you know, the whole meme about like how everyone has three faces. Uh, you have the face you show to the world, the face you show to your family and your friends, and then there, you, your own for personal face that you show to no one. It, yeah. It's sort of like that where it's like, if this person had complete and utter total power and nothing they did would have any, and they knew nothing they did would ever have any negative ramifications towards them. What would they do if they had ultimate power? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think we really know what most people would do with that. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's such a, a lot of these people may very much well be, uh, you know, uh, absolute tyrants. That seems like an exhausting way to live. Oh, yeah. And maybe I'm the idiot. Because I just spent the last, I don't know how long, 15, 20 minutes talking about how Israel's a socialist theocracy with no redeeming value. <laughs> that could very well come back and bite me in the ass in a big ass way, like in like <laughs> a very real way. Um but I, 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 it seems exhausting to me to try and hide what you actually believe. 
Well, I, I think I don't know if it's actually an intentional thing. I think for a lot of people, it may just be they themselves don't know. Like they convince themselves that this is what my personal my beliefs actually are. But in the position of if they had ultimate power, maybe you know their true intentions would be revealed to even themselves. Like things that was, were sitting in their subconscious for a long time might boil to the surface. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Like maybe they haven't thought about it that deeply. Like right. maybe, maybe they haven't actually considered. Or they might hold positions where they haven't followed it to the logical conclusion. But then once they have that power, then they do fo- will follow it to its logical conclusion. Hmm. You know, there, there's there's something to that. That I think you I think you're right. That it, because it's it's so deeply inconsistent a lot of the time. I, I guess that has to be it that they just don't know for sure. Right. Hmm. Or they just hold cognitive dissonance and accept two contradictory positions. Oh, that's possible. But it's yeah. it's uh, but that's so difficult to do as well. I mean, people hate doing that. It is. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I I think maybe it's uh, you know, and it probably is that that for for most people they just haven't thought about it that deeply. But I'm yes. I'm gonna bet you for some for the grifters for the Ben Shapiro's for the the people who um who. I I I have no reason to believe that they hadn't thought haven't thought about this deeply because it's their whole fucking job. Um, I, I imagine they know when they're yeah. lying. Oh uh, yeah, because it's one of those. How can you how can you do that job and not know when you're lying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we know they are. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Right. You have to have, be like so like self-deluded uh, and like have an insane amount of like delusions of, of grandeur practically about your own self and your own beliefs to like coddle yourself in a cocoon of like misinformation from your own mouth uh, that you actually like believe your own bullshit. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe there is some of that. Though. Uh, yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely possible. You know, now that you now that you uh, now that you actually put it in words. Uh, I could totally see them doing that. I mean, yeah, right. Like, uh, just because, like, you know, we, we may look at, he's like, Ben Shapiro is not a dumb person, right? I think he's very wrong, but I wouldn't classify him as dumb in a he doesn't understand what he's even saying sense. You know what I mean? Right. But if someone is, just because someone is, like, not dumb doesn't mean, in fact, a lot of times the people who, like, are above average in intelligence are the best at self-delusion. Um, because they're able to articulate why or craft reasons why they are correct and ignore reasons why they are wrong. You know what? That makes a lot of sense because the, there's that, the, the, the ability to rationalize anything away. Yes. Yeah. That's probably it to some extent anyway, for at least some of them. Yeah. It doesn't have to be inconsistent if I ra- if I rationalize the inconsistency. <laughs> God, that's just that's again. It just seems like so much work. <laughs> it's so much easier to just have principles, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and just like think about the consequences of the things you believe. Yeah. <laughs> And their and their root, like where do they come from? Right. You know, like why why do I why do I think this way? 
I wonder if that's, right. I, I, I wonder sometimes if it's just like, cause I know you think about that kind of thing too. I wonder sometimes mm-hmm. if it's just a particular brand of autism uh-huh. that, that makes us think about like, why do I think this? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I, I didn't think, right. So it's like, you know, uh, we never truly know what it's like to be another person, right? We can yeah. only do so by proxy. Like we can only uh, guesstimate, uh, like you know how another person, their own internal monologue might be considered by their own external actions. But we don't really know. We're just kind of you know guessing. Uh, right. So I often think about that. Like it's like, well, you know, just because I'm thinking in a certain structured way, like how I am uh, about certain things. Uh, someone else's internal like mind might be something incomprehensible to me, really. Um, something I, I just can't imagine. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm not saying I'm not saying that in like a degrading way or anything like that. I'm just saying like they may just be completely on a different like part of the graph than I am to where they're thinking in a completely different way than I am. Um, and it, that can be kind of hard to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it's, it's to your point, it's so difficult to try and put yourself in a position of someone who is uncurious about their own thoughts. Oh, yes. It, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to try and place. It's difficult to even consider what living like that is. Right. Yes. Why? why uh, how, how can you have a thought without interrogating it? Yes. Yeah. The people who live with without any skepticism. Yeah. And and like internally, like like there's nothing there's nothing that makes them question their own. Right. Like they have a reaction to a thing and it's it's legitimate automatically. They don't they don't have any. uh, I don't know. Uh, You know what? Maybe it's self-esteem. Uh, I, I'm certain, I, I'm certain that's probably part of it for some people. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like the people who are, where self-esteem would be a justification for that would be the people who are rationalizing it in some way. Right. Like that they will, they'll, t- they'll try to rationalize and well, you know, I'm in the same way that people will talk about like, well, I'm a good person. And therefore, I couldn't do bad things because I'm a good person. Right. Kind of have like this self-esteem uh, circle uh, there where it's like uh, or it's like, well, I, you know, I would if I was wrong, I'd be a very I'd be a very bad person or I'd be very dumb and I'm not. So therefore, I'm not wrong. That that sort of thing. Right. Um, I think, though, more generally, it, it, it's probably just uh, and again, I, I could be completely wrong here. Um I, I, this is a, my own personal, like, biased opinion, but I feel like for a lot of people, they are just unquestioning about most things that they are presented as fact. Right. And you kind of get this, like, uh, socially, social bias, right, where other people think the same thing because they're all looking at other people and they're kind of, like, nodding along and they're like, oh, this is, this is, you know, this is normal, this is fine. And, you know, you see this all the time with, like, going back to what we were talking about before with cops, right? We A lot of people have this base understanding or this base intuition that the cops are the good guys and the people they're arresting therefore must be the bad guys because if if you know uh if the the people they're not arresting are uh not the necessarily the bad guys then that means the cops are not necessarily the good guys but the cops aren't necessarily the good guys dean so therefore <laughs> uh the, you know uh, so <laughs> they just uh, 
it's like this uncritical, unskeptical type of thinking where you don't even, you were not skeptical towards your own presuppositions that are not even your own, but are told to you by other people. Um, yeah, it just loops back on itself without, yeah. without ever passing through any filter that, that actually questions it or that challenges right. it. Right. Huh. I don't know, man. It's difficult to try and it's diff- it's well, and again, everything I said could be complete bullshit because I'm, I'm, I can only speculate from my own perspective. Right. I cannot get inside another person's head. It makes me wonder. It, it, it's, it's, I think you're right. Certainly for some portion of people. Um, but there's gotta be some, I mean, it seems to me that, that there's some, some portion of people who, for them, it's more like I thought it and it doesn't even occur to me to question it. Like, it doesn't even occur to me to justify it. Even if that justification is circular, like it doesn't like I I had the reaction to the thing. Thoughts are always telling you the truth that your thoughts and your feelings are always like pointing towards truth in some sense. Right. Uh, Yeah. That's a very weird way. I I can't, I don't live like that. I don't think like that. So that's a very weird way for me to think. Right. Uh, I I can't, I can't imagine thinking a thing and immediately thinking it's true. mm -hmm. Because it's one of those things that like, I I, I have, again, it's one of those things. Fuck me. Um, I, I, it is one of those things. So you're not wrong. It's all, everything's one of those things. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Every time I have a, a, a thought or, or, or I'm trying to form an opinion or when I form an opinion on something, there's always some part of me that says, well, what if that's wrong? Because. Yes. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Um, one of the ways I became, so when I first became like a libertarian, um, when I was introduced to libertarian arguments, when I became a libertarian really was after I was like, okay, Here's a theory. Let me try to show why this is wrong. That was my first instinct. Yep. Was like, okay, let me try to poke holes in this boat. Um, and when I when I read more, and when I personally, uh, you know, uh, was unable to provide what I considered it to be adequate defeaters for it, um, I was like, all right, I'm I'm convinced. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, exactly. That's when that's kind of like the process about how I personally became a libertarian. Um, and, you know, maybe that's just because I'm not smart enough to think of the defeaters. Uh, but at the time, it was like, well, the best I have to go on is that, well, I, I just can't come up with the defeater. So it's like, well, all right, then I guess this is the best I'm going to go with right now. Yeah. I mean, that was the that was the basically the the six or eight month slide from libertarianism to anarchism for me was basically mm-hmm. made up of not wanting to accept anarchism as an idea and, and constantly thinking of, of why it doesn't work and why it doesn't work. Yeah. But none of that ended up People, like it, did, it didn't, it, it wasn't real. It, none yeah. of it was, none of it was correct. Yeah. It was all, um, it was, it was all bad arguments because every time I would come up with, well, it doesn't work because this, and it's like, but, uh, but that doesn't work. <laughs> that argument's not people good. Sometimes, people sometimes ask me like how I come up with like the answers to a lot of these arguments. Um, 
uh, like I see on Twitter and stuff. Well, one answer in is obviously, you know, I've, I've read a lot of uh, like libertarian stuff, a lot of like libertarian journals and things like that in the past. So a lot of these things have come up in the past. But another reason is um, I've had these same questions and like uh, had many like shower thoughts of like trying to answer them. So mm-hmm. it, it, at some point it just becomes muscle memory for me. Where it's yeah. Like, oh, I remember this. And now I, I can just like run the exe, exe file and program and just like go exactly because this is already something it's practically scripted this is already something that i've encountered it's it's one of those things that it's well i mean i mean just using this as an example so the the reason that i i wrote the piece that i did back in the day about why i don't call myself a capitalist Mm -hmm. um it was the result of that it was yeah. the result of that kind of internal questioning and stuff. And honestly, what it was that did it to me was this. I was thinking about the roads. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about yes. why is there never a good answer from anarchists? Like, about damn, the roads? They were actually right. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> no, it was why is there never a good answer from anarchists about the roads? Because everything, everything, everything you hear from every time the roads comes up and I've, I've never been satisfied with the answer of just like, well, they're, they're private or tolls or whatever. I've never been satisfied with that Mm because that to me, roads are, are, are far too much utility, frankly, for every road to be a toll road. Doesn't make any sense. It's also, there's also an easement thing you, people have to consider too, which is that you cannot uh, legitimately be locked in your own home. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, Easements, easements by necessity are a common law ideal that have existed for you know, as long as property law has. Um, so it's one of those things that thinking about and, and, and ultimately what I landed on was the answer to the Rhodes question is not a capitalist answer. The answer to the Rhodes question is decidedly at least, I mean, uh, 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 in, a, in an umbrella sort of sense, a socialist answer. The the answer to the roads thing is probably co-ops. That's probably oh, where most of the roads come from. A lot of people who are stuck up on words really I know. I know. Uh, I know. Be... <laughs> <laughs> but we no, have to understand in a, in a classical sense, a co-op is not a capitalist institution. Right. In a classical sense, no. a co-op is a socialist institution. I just want to say for any like, you know, hardcore like ANCAPs listening, I understand and I, Dean understands as well that you are using capitalism in a way that encompasses co-ops and all of those. Things. Yes. Yes. We, yes. We understand that. As a, as a, as a way term. to describe free voluntary trade and the market and yes. that can give rise to co-ops. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dean and I are using it here in the sense of a more classically understood model of capitalism versus yes. co-ops basically like syndicalists uh right would often use co-ops as a way or a means of like talking about like contra capitalism or something like that yes um, yeah yeah that's that's what i mean and, and the, this is actually talked about there's a book shit i can't remember what it's called um <laughs> it's God, one of those things damn it yeah it's one of those uh it's there's a book that de- that defines it it, it 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 talks about the why the word capitalism is such a shitty word and um oh is it markets not capitalism yes that might be it yeah great book yeah um but yeah. it talks about the different definitions of capitalism and why the one that is used to describe voluntary markets that give rise to things like co-ops and and those things are you know those things happen in it it's not really the best word for that 
Have you ever seen uh, Roderick Long's uh, little piece on this? Where he it was actually a video. I think he also wrote a piece as well. And he's using the Randian concept of the anti-concept, which is like when you bundle two different like um, tr- uh, concepts together in a single word, um, when this, they don't necessarily fit together, um, you come up with, a, you know, this like um, Frankenstein monster concept. Essentially, it is birthed from it where it's like, yeah, all these people mean all these different things by it. And then when you try to like attack capitalism or something, uh, you're attacking it on one side, but you're not actually addressing it on the other and vice versa. So it just becomes really confusing. Um, it, it, it's like, uh, I'll try to, I, I, maybe I'll send you the link and you can link it in the show notes. Yeah, but that would uh, be great. It's very, very, it's only like three minutes. He talks about it for like two or three minutes, but I think it's, it's very, very well, it, uh, it sounds uh, exactly like this it, it, because the, the, just like that. That's why I stopped using the term. Anarcho-capitalist. Mm, yeah. And I understand when anarcho-capitalists say anarcho-capitalists, a lot yes, of them I know it, are yes. talking about, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are talking about just a free market and that co-ops are, fit within that. But in a in yes. a more classical sense, if we want to really drill down on terms, that's not strictly what capitalism is, at least not in its, in its original form. And I understand using it that way. I have to yeah. and do. Yes. But... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why is this? I have a no button and it's freaking out. I don't know why. I need to break it. Um, it was it was it was like a dollar, but it's somewhere in in a box over here. I'm sure it came through the mic. That's why I'm talking about it. Um, I, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what I'm. Mean. I'm sorry for for all of the people who get very hung up on terms. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you an aneurysm. <laughs> That's not. You know, we have like two listeners right now who are calling us commie pinkos, and I know. Great. Yeah, <laughs> but I really do think that's where it came from is because of this question of just like, well, pure privatization as a in in in, in the purest sense doesn't really answer the roads question, and not in a satisfying way. Uh, but but what does I think what is more likely is cooperatives. I mean, that's where I got a lot of my utilities, sure. not just growing up, but right. as an adult, my utilities came from cooperatives, um, not right. from top down uh, companies, per se. Um, so so it's one of those things that uh, I'm just to your point, thinking about stuff in, in that way does cause you to change your positions. Um, or to to evolve in in different ways, and I can't imagine not doing that. I can't imagine just immediately assuming mm-hmm. that everything I think is true. <laughs> right, because <laughs> it's. I mean, I mean, and also, if you hold that belief, then how can you explain changing your mind? Because if you change your mind, then you have to come to the realization that something I think now is true, and something I thought before is now false. So does that mean that, like, did a person come to the conclusion that, oh, I was wrong or like, like, it's hard for me to imagine, like, what is that their thought process there? You know what I mean? Like, it it seems that whenever you change your mind, that has to be an indication that, oh, the thought I thought was true previously would turn out not to be true. Right. Uh, Now, what does that mean? I think you see so much flip-flopping and stuff now, especially politically, where people just don't have any convictions. There's a, they, they, they yeah. respond to a piece of news one way, yeah. and then the same piece of news on the other side gets responded to the other way. The infamous centrist. Yeah. Uh, the political centrist. Right. Well, even outside, I mean, just yeah. the way that people are talking. Like, well, we talked about it in the last episode with Biden and the, uh, the um, classified materials. Oh, uh, right. 
Yeah. I mean, just the way that there people are responding to that versus when Trump, by the way, they just found more in his house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course. They did. Yeah. Like a day ago, they just found more. Yeah. That's not, not surprising at all. Yeah. Um, but the, that the, the, it seems to me that they're not actually changing their mind. They're just being driven by their immediate response and, and right. what they like thought before. Thing. Right. Right. And what they thought before no longer holds any weight for them. Right. So you're not. Yeah. So they wouldn't actually even be addressing or, or contemplating that. Oh, this thing now is uh, I, I realize this is wrong. It's mere like, oh, here's a new shiny thing. Or, you know, it's like and now the other thing just disappears into like imagination or figment. You know, it's just gone. There's got to be a word. Gone. There's got to be a word that's like the the conceptual equivalent of object permanence where it's oh, like right yeah yeah <laughs> you know, you're I, not looking at it it just it's not only is it not there but it's almost like it never existed it in the first never place. was yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's part of it at least for for yeah. some portion of people there's a there they they just lack conceptual object permanence whatever that would be Mm-hmm. They they lack the object permanence in their own yeah. positions, right? <laughs> and so as soon as they, as soon as something new happens, it's like it's just like you described. The other one never even existed. It was never even a concern. Yeah. It's gone now. Ah, it's exhausting. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> the way you know maybe maybe those people are happier. Oh, I'm sure they are. Maybe the I, way I, we I, live is yeah, exhausting. No. Oh, I, 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 I 100% think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we're the sickos. No, absolutely. I, I think that's absolutely true. <laughs> like, uh, if you never, like, you know, if you never really have to, like, think about uh, one of those things, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, if you never have to think, like, about or, like, I don't know. If you never, if you don't have serious introspection, I can't imagine that you're like burdened with turmoil a lot. Um, yeah. So I, I, I you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to come across as, uh, you know, being callous here or saying that, oh, these people are all happy and, you know, they don't have any problems. I'm sure they, I'm sure they have a lot of things they struggle with, but I, I think there's an added layer when you're more introspective than when you're not. Yeah. Where you're not even sure if you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. We we're not we're we're exhausting too. <laughs> yeah, no, we're the we're the odd ones here. Like, we're, like It's such a it's such an interesting thing. That's it's it's a it it's a little horrifying too to to sort of mm. honestly it kind of falls in with like the NPC stuff and all that where it's just like there's a there's just a certain proportion of people who don't think. You know, mm-hmm. that's a terrifying thought, but it must be true. It's the only explanation for a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I don't, I, I really, sometimes I shy away from it because like, I don't want to believe that. Um, but that's also just my own biases, like not wanting to like accept that is true. So who knows? Uh, really? Yeah. But it's, uh, Yeah. It it would explain some things if it was true. I, yeah. I would give it that. 
it, it's it's a it's one of those. I I have come to accept it personally. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to, but I have absolutely. Yeah. I have come to accept the idea that there's a certain proportion of the population who gets programmed. They they don't think independently. Yeah. They don't. They're not introspective. They're not. They they're not even um, extrospective. They don't think. They're. I think that well. <laughs> I, I think there's a good like uh, almost like quasi you know evolutionary reason for that as well, which would be like you know look, um, thinking uh, having to form your own opinions and having to form your own thoughts about like every single thing like in your like mentally challenging. And it's much easier and more like energy efficient um, to have news stories that tell you and social like signals uh, that tell you what is right, what is wrong. And you can just drift on that. Yeah. Kind of where, where it's like, this is, here's what we're thinking today. Don't burden yourself with trying to figure it out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then you're free. Then you can free up time to pursue your own like desires and, and things like that. And you don't have to question all these things. Uh, you know, I, I think that's more... Sometimes I feel like the NPC meme, and I don't feel like all patients of it, but I feel like sometimes the NPC meme can be can lean more conspiratorial than it needs to be. It can, it can sure. just be explained as just, yeah, th- this takes more energy and resources uh, to devote to doing this. And therefore, you know, a lot of people are not going to select for it. I suppose that's what I mean when I say it. It's, it's kind of like the yeah. It's kind of like oh, the yeah, I'm not text. saying you were. I'm not saying you were being conspiratorial. Like oh, really sure. conspiratorial about it. Sure. Just saying, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, well, it's a good point of clarification that, that you bring it up. It's a, it's a good point. The the it's kind of like the green text of like people below the average IQ can't consider. Um, can't consider. I don't know how true this is. It's a green text, but it feels true. Right. Yeah. Um, that that they can't consider. Uh, counterfactual hypotheticals. So this idea of just like, um, what how would you, you? Yeah. yeah, how the the example given in the green text is how would you feel if you hadn't eaten breakfast? And the response is, but I did eat breakfast. But like, yeah, but, <laughs> but how would you feel if you hadn't? <laughs> and they just can't answer it. Yeah. Um, it seems almost like that, where it's like there's a certain proportion of the population who just is content with being told here's what we think today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. this is, that's as far as it goes. There's no, there's no meta analysis of that in the sense of like, well, this is what they want me to think today. So who, what do they over there want me to think today? And what's I, the, cause everyone wants me to think something. There's no, there's nothing meta about it. It's just, yeah. And I, I think that's all, something like, all, well, yeah, the hypotheticals. Uh, yeah. I don't know how true that is, but that's certainly scary if it is true. It's one of those things, again, it like you said, I don't know how true, but it certainly feels accurate to my experience with people generally. <laughs> I'll drop in the notes. I'll, I'll, I'll put in the notes that um, we're having some technical stuff. So there will be a couple of jumps in the edit um, that, that might sort of strain sort of the, 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 the through line a little bit, but um, those couple of edits will be there just because we've had some, some technical issues. Yeah. 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 And not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, we were, we were, we were uh, just finishing up the NPC thing, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just think it, it's easier for people like just, kind of drift by because like a big part of like you know right there's a lot of stuff to life 
right? Uh, right. There's a and, lot of things. And you want to try to, like, uh, you know, when you conceptualize something, you want to try to organize things into groups. And oftentimes when you do that, you often, it's much easier if people, if you can craft a narrative around things that is quite simple and you don't have to take all these, like, uh, you know, conceptual zigzags through things that might yeah. very well be complicated, but it's easier if you, like, decomplicate them in some, in some regard. Uh, in order to move through life easier. And we've made the point on the show before that like most people are just concerned about where, when they're going to, how they're going to put food on the table. Like most people are just concerned yeah. about taking care of their fucking daily business. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to come across as like acting uh, like, you know, like superior or so, in some. No, it's, it's a, like, it's I, a totally understandable thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just I, I think that's part of it, at least, is that most people are yeah. not. Most people are just concerned with getting up and going to work and coming home and going to fucking bed. Like that's most people's concern in their day to day. And so why? And so why spend a bunch of time trying to uh, make sense of things that frankly don't make sense? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, motherfucker, this goddamn thing. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in this box <laughs> oh, of shit no. that I have. That's the worst. That's uh, the worst. Okay, all well, right. all right, let's do plugs. Yeah, yeah I'm going to reset my router after this. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you, actually, you want to go first? I can. Uh, Pacing Joska on Twitter, J-O-U-S-K-A. Um, and that's, uh, that's, I think that's it. Okay. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ace underscore Arcus. You can find my Substack at aceArcus.substack.com. And I do have an important uh, announcement. Um, so um, my friend uh, Bojack um, on Twitter. So on Twitter, he is. Yes, at, yes, yes, yes. Good. Thank you for bringing yes. this up. Yes. Yes. So on Twitter at uh, at underscore K-A-B-O-J. That's his Twitter handle. Um he uh, ran. He's run into some tough times with him and his family, and he's put up a GoFundMe. Um, and I, um, if you can spare something, I appreciate it. He's a really good dude. Um, if you, at the very least, if you could uh, at least share it, uh, that would be much, much appreciated. So I just wanted to throw that out there and say thank you. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a really, really good guy. Um, and and it sucks that he's having a hard time. So, like I said, uh, if you can throw a little coin that way or just share it, that would be great. Yep, yep. That, all right, that's man. all we have, though. I think. Yeah, I think so. Hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Later, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.